already room. Oh, here we go. Oh my god, we're back, everybody. Hello, it's Charlie. It's Olivia. And this is Tropes and Dreams. This is Tropes and Dreams. We had our dear friend Nora, who you know, I asked, and she said she had nothing to plug, but we love her, and she's a genius. Yes. She, she uh, wrote a textbook. It's she, fine. She straight up wrote a textbook. And a programming textbook. Yeah, a programming textbook. Which, oh my god. you know, not to get hierarchical about the types of textbooks, <laughs> but, like, that's not on the low end. That's not one that I would have any ease Yeah, nobody's giving me a call. cracking open. Uh, nobody's asking me to fact check any no. element of no. that particular... Wow. It's uh, great to be here. Nora fixed our podcast microphone. She set up the laptop we're recording on, and so we're very grateful. And we also are a little bit flying blindfolded right now. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways, we have a Patreon. Oh we're my god. At patreon.com slash tropes and dreams. If you feel like giving us a few bucks a month to pay people like Nora and people like Evan are wonderful unbelievably kind sound editor yeah so um, just just maybe give it, a, give it a think if you have listened to every single one of our episode which includes like 50 plus hours of content so much months, fucking um, content. please think about giving some money if you can charlie described it recently as an ass like a metric ass, <laughs> ass ton, ton of, of content. content and she wasn't wrong. i'm not wrong so um just think about it and if not we would still love to have you here. Yeah, just think about it. Just think about I, it. I don't know, like, just if like, you just, like, want to think about it, it's fine. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? To be honest, yeah. It's it's a weird time of year. So it is when I say that I'm good, it's not so much that I'm in, like, a prime mental health period of my life. No, but, like, the thing is, there's a switch at the end of January where you're, like, the spring is coming. Yes. Like, there's a flip that switches, and it's not like it's here, mm. but you remember that it's going to happen. Yes. And you're like, oh! Right. I mean, I can make it. The, like, interminability of the way that Chicago winter is so fucking bitter. Yeah. We're drinking Moscow Mules, and Charlie just looked at me while lifting up her glass, which is chock-fucking-full of ice. It's just... <laughs> yeah, buddy. Just like Mama made... Yes, January was six months long. Oh my fucking and god! It would to to an extent that defied, you know, physics and all reason or decency. Yeah, decency and way outlasted the vitamins that I had in my body. It just it was lapping the number, yeah, was, the amount of vitamins that I have left to go like, on. You know, in Sky High. Yes. When uh, Warren Peace, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who makes fire, yes, is versing hot. hot. <laughs> Oh my I god. Part, and they're yeah. doing the like showdown with the two like sidekicks uh-huh. who are villains and yeah. one of them runs really fast. Yeah. And is like running around him and, and like, like sucking the oxygen. Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and he can't breathe. Right? That's how January felt. <laughs> like remember when he was like <gasps> like yeah. that's how I felt all last month, which to yeah. reiterate was yeah. six months. Because long. it's also like I think the older you get, the more you're like, oh my god, weather? Like, <laughs> like, like So everybody talks about it all the time, but like if it's dark and cold. What fucking business do I have that cannot wait until the hours of daylight yeah, are back? Straight I up. cannot do it. Charlie. Yes. How are you? I'm great. Um, I'm doing well. This week is my, um, how should I put this? Um, it's about me. It's my time. And it's my first Valentine's Day with a partner, and I'm very excited. And then it's my birthday. It's my 26th birthday. 
And then it's my one-year anniversary with my partner, like, a week later. So it's nice dinners, having sex, time o'clock for me. It's Charlie season. It's, it's peak Charlie, Charlie season. season. And I know that it's... It's very nice to have that at this time of year because what else is happening at this fucking time of year? Um, fucking nothing. It's disgusting outside. But it's my time. Everybody, buy me gifties. Let me wear a very nice thrifted dress that I just found. Um, so I'm really excited. And I'm learning to upholster. And I'm, like, doing more projects now at work, which is so much fun. And I feel like a badass. And kind of the way it is with everything that you learn... It's a little easier than you think it is. Yeah. You know, as soon as you, as soon as somebody's like, oh, it's like this. You're like, oh my God, it is. Right. Like other human beings do this. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's not brain surgery, but yeah. even brain surgery is a skill you it's can a, learn. Yeah. Like you have a base level, not like if right. you're the kind of person who can pick up on that stuff then you can just do it. Right. And again, like brain surgery was a bad example because like. Alex, I'll take shit I will never be qualified to do for a billion dollars, but... Yeah, but also it's, like, skills with your hands. Right. And, like, yeah, it's possible. I mean, I have that with, like, anytime there's a cabinet maker that I work with, anytime that, like, I do work for him, he'll Mm -hmm. teach me a new, like, fine craftsmanship skill. It's... And it's like, oh! Well, the thing that's so annoying about, like, I don't know about other trades, about, like, sewing and Mm, upholstery, it's like... You're doing something, and then somebody goes, why are you doing it like that? Do it like this. And it's, like, the smallest correction in the world, and it saves you two and a half hours. Hours! <laughs> yes! It saves you yeah. so much fucking time! She's like, okay, well, if you do that uh, on the table instead of up in the air holding it in your hands, yeah. you can get it done faster, faster, and your bones won't ache like you're 68,000 like years old. Yeah, it's one of those, like cut it one piece at a time and you're like oh my god <laughs> like it's just like such stupid stuff but it's so nice to like be learning having those like constant revelations mm-hmm. and being able to like tangibly apply them and mm-hmm. feel like be gratified just like like we rock climb charlie and i both go climbing we go bouldering and it's just like doing a trade really any skill that you're like applying yourself to consistently mm-hmm. It is so fucking cool. You pick it up and then you can see evidence of your progress. You Mm -hmm. can see evidence of like you're building either a metaphorical muscle or a literal muscle. Mm -hmm. Like it's so fucking cool. It's It's so so empowering. And Charlie's learning an insanely cool skill. It's very fun. That not many people can do uh, at all, let alone well. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of her. And that's all there is to it. All that being said... Should I get into it? I think you should get into it. Awesome. So, as the title states, we did... Oh my god, I keep doing this thing where I'm like, he's just not in that into you, me. You, me, you? You, me, me you, you, me, you. And I keep doing this thing where I say, he doesn't fucking like you. <laughs> That's the thesis. <laughs> the title of this movie is based on a self-help book that was written by the creator of Sex and the City. The creators which, yes. of Sex and the Yeah, which, yes. yeah, that's about right. Um, but he's just not that into you. Doesn't trip off the tongue. It really does not. No. And I will fuck it up every time How I try to, to say it. How to lose a getaway from me. <laughs> How do, if, if you, if, when, we could. Sometimes <laughs> at dusk. If you When want. guys don't like you, <laughs> uh, it's. Worse? Yes. Um, Available in stores everywhere. (laughs) We're going to do the cast list, and it's 
obviously an ensemble rom-com so there are a bunch of people my first note I just wrote Jennifer Aniston I didn't even write anything after it because it doesn't fucking matter yeah you know who the fuck Jennifer Aniston is obviously friends she's been in this she's been in we are the Millers and like countless other rom-coms where she just plays herself and I just want to watch her yeah the breakup just go with it she's been in a fuck ton of stuff she was in uh, Horrible uh, bosses. She was in like, Rumor Has It, which is like so bad that I've yet to watch the whole okay. thing, even though I've started it like maybe four or five times. Yeah. Because you see her on the front cover in like very low rise, like like labia height jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking all sassy. And you're like, this should be fine. And then it's, and it's unwatchable. Not. But yeah. she is. She's just great. You, She, she oh, has that thing. She's the sun. She really is so lovely. And so she's in this. Justin Long, who I think. Could probably be called one of, like, the main plot lines. Yeah, for sure. The um, story definitely favors his Yes, his arc. arc. Um, he started off in Galaxy Quest, which I think is so funny. It's his first acting credit, um, which is a, like, Star Wars spoof movie with Alan Rickman and Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> Crossroads, Britney Spears, like, 1997 movie. This TV show called Ed, which I don't know anything about, so roast me if you know what this is. Yeah, the Ed fandom's gonna come well, for your fucking throat. I just think that some people, some people who listen are, like, a little older and are like, fuck you. Like, yeah. how do you not know oh, this? I'm sometimes like, really sorry. Someone will message, they're like 32, they're like, do you hate me? And it's like, I don't know, <laughs> I just don't know it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Raising Genius, Herbie Fully Loaded, Waiting, The Breakup, Accepted, Walk Hard, Zack and Mary Make a Porno, Drag Me to Hell, which is such a good movie. It's an amazing PG-13 horror movie. <laughs> it's so good. The Foley art is dis- it's like crunchy and slurpy. It's oh. disgusting. I loved it. What a, um, what a well-described... It's... Oh, it's anyways, um, there's an old woman, an old, like, Romani woman who coughs into a handkerchief and you can, like, hear it goop. No. It, it's disgusting. I'm anyways, fine. <laughs> Um, Planet 51, For a Good Time Call, which is an amazing movie as well. That is well. so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. Fuck. Um, we uh, really should do, like, I think we should do bonus episodes that are, like, best friend rom-coms. That's a good one. I think maybe for our Patreon, oh, something yeah. that we should do, like, hey, do you want to give us a little more than $5, yeah, maybe, yeah. and we'll make you an episode that's, like, about best friend romance? Yes. Because, like, I think we should do that, because, like, Bride Wars, mm-hmm. For a Good Time Call... Um, the there's other woman, uh, the sweetest thing. Yes. They're like, there's a whole subsect yes. of those. Anyway, yes. keep going. Um, not much else. Comet, new girl, obviously. And he's been, oh, I, right. he was really big in the early 2000s. And for good reason. Her name is Jennifer Goodwin. She is. Is that the, the Demi Moore lookalike? No. That's his love interest. Oh, fucking Who was hell. in Once Upon a Time. Oh my god! Except her name is wow. Jennifer um, Isn't it Jennifer? G I N N. Jennifer. I think it's Jennifer, yeah. That's okay. Congrats. Or um, not. I Fuck me. I don't know. I don't know either, but um, Roast me. we took a Cancel fun me, spin, Jennifer. but I don't know. <laughs> uh, obviously, she got her start in law and order, like everybody does. She was also on Ed. Um, Walk the Line, Day Zero. I don't know if this says Brides of America or Birds of America. <laughs> um, a Single Man, Take Me Home Tonight, Zootopia, um, Why Women Kill. The next person is Drew Barrymore, who is Drew Barrymore. Yes. Got her start in E.T., Scream, Never Been Kissed, 
Charlie's Angels, yada yada. She she's is fucking Drew Barrymore. She's Drew Barrymore. Whatever. I just rewatched Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. I would do anything for Drew Barrymore, uh-huh. and then also anybody else on that show. It is <laughs> so fucking good. Sorry, keep going. Jennifer Connelly, who is the Demi Moore lookalike, started off in Labyrinth and Requiem for a Dream, A Beautiful Mind. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's so, so beautiful. She's so beautiful. Just like light eyes, dark, thick, gorgeous hair. Glossy yeah, fucking hair. Yeah, just like, I say this a bunch, but like, I just want to brush her hair. You just want to, you just want to brush her like, hair. Like, you could take a nap under her hair. Yeah, it, it. Her it's hair is so a nice. blackout curtain. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. It's really beautiful. Uh, ben Affleck, Goodwill Hunting, Gone Girl, Daredevil, Argo, ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson is in this. Don John, Mary's Story, Lost in Translation, Matchpoint, her, a shit ton of horrible Marvel movies. Horrible Marvel movies plus like Ghost in the Shell. Shell. Oh my God! I was gonna say. <laughs> I was going to say acclaimed Asian actress, Scarlett Johansson. What a fucking putz. What a putz I'm because... so... Oh, my God. Oh, she's so... She's hot, and you and want an idiot. her... She's so... Oh, my God, she's an idiot. Right. It's yeah. like, she's she's not a bad actor. She kind of... I don't think she's untalented, but every time she opens her fucking mouth... Outside of being in a movie, yes. you're like, shut the fuck shut up. up. Because people were like, hey, ScarJo, maybe don't play an Asian character, and instead of being like, wow, that's true, I or fucked like, that up. Or, like, I have to think about that. Right, or, like, she was not like, saying anything. Yeah, she was just like, actually, fuck you guys. She was like, as an actor, I should reserve the right to play a man, woman, or tree, if I so choose. Oh, my God. And that's, like, paraphrasing a direct quote. She's, oh, my God. God, she's a, just shut Stupid up sometimes, you know? Shit. Shut up. Uh, shut up. Um, speaking of a little bit shut the fuck up, Bradley Cooper is also <laughs> in this fucking movie. And I don't think he said anything fucking stupid, but he had that, like, that homoerotic performance with Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh my god. It really, it, okay, I just want to take another look at, like, yeah, that, yeah. okay, I, yeah. it's I, hot. I liked it, I'm sorry. Well, it's hot, I mean, that, that performance was gorgeous, and I think the two of them are, like, soul-bonded from making that stupid fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie to which we refer is the third-time remake of A Star is Born, which, it like... It was the fourth one, I think. Was it the fourth? I think Good it was, like, God. 20s, 50s, 80s, and now. I... Hot take, stop it! <laughs> stop making it! It's fine! It's whatever! Uh-huh. Like, it's... It's just... It's such a weird thing to make so many times yeah who cares yeah. and also i hated that movie and i do take it personally and i think <laughs> that it reflects on bradley cooper's character even though that in no way is reflected well, in he the produced situation. it and directed it well then and that's started a little it. yeah <laughs> i think i think he did all of those things then you know what i'm right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I do remember I was in Minneapolis with a friend who was a dude, and I was, like, crying in the movie. I was like, it's sad that he died. And then we left, and he was like, that was stupid. And I was like, yeah, but it was also sad. And then we just didn't talk about the movie anymore. (laughs) Well, the thing is, yeah, it is really sad. But then if you get a little distance from it, you're like, what the fuck? What the 
fuck, God. But that's not the movie we're here to no, tear it's a not. new asshole. Um, Bradley has also been in The Hangover, Silver Linings Playbook, um, Burnt, which is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Maybe I've already said this on the podcast. Don't fucking watch Burnt. It is the most misogynistic movie I have ever seen in my whole fucking life. He plays a chef. And there's a line from Uma fucking Thurman who goes, oh my god, Janice. She's talking about herself. Oh my god, Janice. I always think to myself, why did I sleep with Bradley Cooper? I'm a lesbian. And that's her only fucking line in the movie. It's like you can watch a dude jacking off this whole fucking movie. I hate it so much. She watched it when she was at home with her parents. (laughs) And then she texted me about it like that. Like imagine a transcript of that, but you're getting it like... While you're at work. A play-by-play at work. Anyways, I'm livid. I'm (laughs) livid. Okay. Kevin Connolly, who is a Sean Astin lookalike. Yes. Sam, uh, Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. He's just the dude bro version of Sam. He's, yeah. Sam, Sean, sorry. (laughs) Listen. Whatever. Um, He's just a guy. He's just a dude, and he's, like, nice- but he has a gravelier voice, and he's just a little guy. He's a little guy. <laughs> and he's very cute, and he has been in The Notebook and The Ugly Truth as the best friend supporting character. And the uh, in The Ugly Truth, he was the guy that Catherine Heigl goes out on the date with, and she's like, I did a background check on you, that's, and I know your credit score. And that's what I thought this movie was, st- I thought, I was like, oh, I remember this. Um, and I think I was thinking about The Ugly Truth. But anyways, let's <laughs> get into production. Oh, hell yeah. This film, you know what? I'll do the year 2009 first. The year 2009, boy, howdy, was it ever... 2009. Yep. For those of you at home, it came between uh, 2008 and 2010. Um, And the stuff that happened was like, you know, stuff that happened. Obama was sworn in... In the beginning of 2009, Grinder launched. Oh, shit. Which is wild. That it hasn't been a part of our sphere our whole lives. Right. But it has. Yes, it just, like, it, uh, I guess course, it came up, like, when our sexuality was really kind of taking off. Right, so. like, it came up around the time, or maybe a couple years before it would have been, like, applicable to us. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. But it was, I mean, I guess... This period of time marked, like, a massive fucking shift into technology is the way we know it yes like the digital age as this perpetually on social media just like we are like uber connected and i think that like a lot of media from this time period like none of the characters can shut the fuck up because none of the writers can write about anything other than like i miss the good old days before facebook and Mm -hmm. fucking caller id like like nobody from the year 2005 to 2014 could talk about anything other than the fact that they missed cassette tapes. Like, mm-hmm. shut up! Like, yeah. Everybody's bitter about computers. But yeah, this was the period of time where it was like, so much stuff is becoming a cultural staple, mm-hmm. and we don't know it yet. Hannah Montana, the movie, as a <gasps> prime example of cultural staples. Oh my god, I love Released that April 10th, 2009, Glee and Modern Family both came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. Fucking Farmville launched on Facebook. Michael Jackson died at 50. I don't think I realized he died at 50. Yeah. Damn, homie. Chris Pratt, Anna Faris got married. Kanye interrupt Taylor Swift's acceptance speech. Lady Gaga gave the bloody paparazzi performance at the MTV Music Awards. 
Uh, Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow, and I Got a Feeling oh my God. both spent 26 weeks at number one. Jacob and Isabella were the top names because of Twilight, which is yeah. so much. Damn, yeah. so what is what is the math on that? That means that there are a bunch of 12. Jacobs and Isabellas running around in, like, middle school mm-hmm. or almost in middle school. Man. 11 or 12, that's peak middle school. Time is crazy. banana pants. All right. Sony sells 12 million floppy disks and then stopped selling them completely in 2010. And I, TBH, barely fucking know what a floppy disk is. Um, okay, this is really gonna hurt Evan, our, our <laughs> editor's fucking heart. Um, I think... Oh, yeah. Give me your best guess. <laughs> this is a save Well, it space. used to be the save icon on computers. Yeah. And so what I think it is, is like a primitive... I'm so sorry. <laughs> A primitive version of, like, a USB. Like, it just stores information. I know it probably doesn't have, like... It's just space to save information mm. is the very basic, basic version of what I know. So it's it doesn't have gigs worth of space because we didn't have the technology to store so much space, so much information in such a little amount of space. But the floppy disk is, put info on here, I can take it to another computer and upload that info to the computer. And I don't know if floppy disks are before hard drives. Mm. But that is my best fucking guess. And if it's like, no, it's how the sound comes on on the computer, you could be... I would say, yeah, that sounds true. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. And as your audience for that, first of all, bravo. Thank you. Second of all, when I think of a floppy disk, I think of an SD card the size and texture of a pancake. So, like, <laughs> like if anybody's got a handle on it, I'll tell you it's not fucking me. Oh my god. Yes! I would like a pa- playing a pancake on a record player. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Avatar? Avatar came out. Avatar was released and became the highest grossing film of all time. That, I loved that movie when it came out. Because yeah. it was fun to look at with my little eyeballs and everybody clowned me. And I was like, well, you were in the theater. They're big and blue and they fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want. <laughs> that thanks swing. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I liked it. I watched it. I'll never watch it again. Never, ever. No, and I couldn't tell you one thing about it. I mean, like, big, Zoe. like, overarching colonization bad. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, still making the next one, I think, right? Like, it's still... And the next four are, like, plotted out and paid for. Are they? Like, it's so crazy because it has this unbelievable amount of clout and push because it is the highest grossing film of all time. Uh, it beat out, like, Titanic. It was oh, like, sure. a big thing. And so they were like, you can do whatever you want. And James Cameron was like, I already I'll was. I'll take the bag you. and then not do anything for, like, <laughs> 11 to 12 years. <laughs> this is an article by Pop Buzz, And I'm really trying to get better. It's from 2019. About citing my sources. Even though I'm not, like, making academic references. It's still important. Because someone wrote this. And that matters. All right. My sources are always IMDb. Always. Always. Forever. Hell yeah. That's it. That's Anyways. Great. Uh, production, Ken Quapis directed the movie. He also directed The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and Sesame Street Presents Follow That Bird. So so he's got some great stuff under his belt. Yeah, totally. I'm not really sure <laughs> what what he was bringing to the... T- like, I, I never know how this stuff works. Like, I never know if it's 
someone writes a script and then they're like, I really like this director, or a director, like, like, peels through a stack of scripts until he likes, like, I never know what the process is. So I never, I don't know, I would be interested to know how Kenneth William Quapis came across this particular project, but he did, and the screenplay was written by Abby Cohn uh, and Mark Silverstein, and Abby Cohn is responsible for Cohen Never Been Kissed. Cohen? K-O-H-N, so probably Cohn. You're right. That's just weird. Yeah. It's like, well, it's just like Klein, but like Klin. Right. Like, why? Right. Anyway, sorry. It's almost a word that I know. It's almost the regular one, but, but not. not sorry, that's no, not good. <laughs> There's uh, Never Been Kissed, He's Just Not That Into You, Valentine's Day, How to Be Single. Mm. So the format is there. And I'm trying to remind myself How to Be Single. What the fuck is that? How to Be Single was more recent, and when did Valentine's Day come out? 2011, I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, it's later than 2010. Oh, so next year. The next year. He made a worse version of his own movie. She. Abby. Abby! Abby! I'm having a rough time. She also co-wrote The Vow, and she co-wrote and directed I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer and Michelle Williams. Uh, So, like, in the genre, she did it. She swung. Sometimes she made contact. Other times, not so much. Uh, The other co-writer, Mark Silverstein, responsible for... Never been kissed. He's just not that into you. Valentine's Day, The Vow, How to Be Single, I Feel Pretty. So basically his co-written with Abby Kahn, or Cohn, on almost every project. Mm. Uh, the film is based on the self-help book, He's Just Not That Into You, by Greg Berent. Berent? Berent. I don't know. Pick your fighter. <laughs> and Liz Ticillo, or Ticillo. Uh, I think it's Italian, so probably Ticillo, but there's a double L, and mm. I'm nervous. Anyway, uh... Liz Cicillo is responsible for Sex and the City, and then Greg Berent was a script consultant on Sex and the City. It was produced by Nancy Yavonen, or Juvonen, and she and Drew Barrymore own a production company called Flower Films. And then other notable stuff, the cinematography is by John Bailey, who has worked with Ken Quapis a lot, Clifford Edelman did the score, and he's a composer who has done nothing like this ever, from what I can tell. Like, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, Free Willy Three, The Rescue, and Christopher Columbus, The Discover. Like, Oh my god, what? 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 And sometimes in this movie, like, the the score... Is brazy. Is brazy. Doing so much for no reason. But other than that, uh, distributed by Warner Brothers, budget forty million, box office one hundred seventy eight point nine million. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah, yeah. Like there are nine main characters in this movie, and they are all incredibly famous people. Yeah. And the point is that, and I think what's interesting is that this movie was in. The ways that we expected it to be terrible, a lot better than most movies in this genre, and certainly in the, like, ensemble rom-com mm-hmm. format. It's just that, and we'll get into this more, my hot take is that this story was, like, strong-armed into a shoe that didn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was strong-armed into a genre and a format that it didn't belong in. Because mm-hmm. if it was an indie film, 
if it, it could have been existed in a bunch of different realms. Yes, yeah. it, it would have been allowed to be exactly what it was, mm. and it wouldn't have felt like it dragged or fell flat. Yeah, it would just like if this like waspy repressed human history vignette. Like, doesn't belong in, in a, a rom-com, rom-com format. But it just it could, doesn't. Yeah, it was kind of made to be that. Yes, I mean, the score is like, ba-da-da! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, it's, what? Okay, thanks. So, we should get into it. We should get into but it. But we do have the disclaimer that we have every time that we have an ensemble rom-com. Which is that my cat <laughs> has chosen this moment in history to start using his scratching his post, little. which is shaped like a cactus. <laughs> um, but yeah, the disclaimer is that we can't read the plot because you'd, you'd kill us and also it wouldn't make any fucking sense. It's stupid. So we just have to go through our notes and we have to play the game of Charlie doesn't remember, Olivia remembers a little more. <laughs> so we start this movie with a vignette of a little girl on the playground and there's a voiceover and it feels like it should be a vignette from the past, but it's not. Right, just like it's, it feels like a flashback because you made this point. Like this genre is rife with. Remember the eighties? Yeah. I was little then. Yeah. But it's just not. It's just it's Jennifer Goodwin or whatever her yes. last name is, um, doing a voiceover, and then a little girl on a playground. But everybody's dressed like it's, it's two thousand nine. Yeah. But it's the whole thing is just like Jennifer Goodwin being like, remember when you were little and boys were mean as fuck to you. And then your mom was like, hey, he's being an asshole because he likes you, so don't even worry about it. Mm -hmm. Moms have to stop doing that, because actually, it fucks us up forever. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the flashback, like a little boy bullies a little girl, and when I say bullies, he goes, you smell like dog poo! Dog poo is what you smell like! And then the child actor does an unbelievable job of, like, crying real tears. She's, like, five. Yeah. But then we're just going through this series of... Cuts of different women, like, reassuring each other, reassuring their heartbroken friend about a guy who never called with some asinine fucking tried and true, like, he's just intimidated by your success. Uh He's never had a serious relationship. He's just getting out of a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. He lost your number. He's, like, any fucking... Any fucking reason other than... He's maybe just it, not that Yeah, angry. maybe it just didn't work out. Maybe it just didn't work out. And it's mostly like a whatever lead up to us meeting the woman who's doing the voiceover, except that just under the wire, they're like, just like cutting between groups of women. And the last thing they do is cut to a like, quote unquote, women in an African tribe? Right, just like royalty-free stock photo, quote-unquote, Africa. Just like... Yes. There are, like, three teepees made out of straw and, like, some goats, and these women speaking a language that is never identified, and the subtitles say, Trust me, he just lost your hut number, or he was eaten by a lion. And then the other one goes, You guys are the best! And then they're just, like... I don't know, they're just, like, sitting on the ground. Like, yeah. it's it's just such a, like... Did we have to? Did we have to? And, the, and why? Because this movie... It says for one other, like, why did we say that like that line? It doesn't get racist. It doesn't do fucked up stuff, except, like, like we were, we were talking about it, and, like, that could have been done well. Right. But it needed more specificity. It just needed to be a little different. Like, the joke is, like, it's there throughout cultures, and, like, we don't love bioessentialism throughout cultures, right. but, like... It's, it, like... Like, it's, everybody's on the same bullshit. Yes, you know, everybody's as, on the same bullshit. Yeah. And, like, obviously we want to see that represented in the... It just... It didn't fucking work, and it was lazy as shit. Yeah. And it was also, Bad. like, 
maybe the only time we see black people in this I movie. I was just going to say, yeah. we finished it, and I was like, I don't think mm. there is one person of color with a line. Literally, he's a contractor. He works yes. in construction. Yes. And I really liked the scene where he had lines. Yes. Because the whole point was that he was a little smarter than her. Yes. And that was really nice. She was yeah. trying to talk down to him, and he was like, I didn't like the way that you implied that. That wasn't uh, what your inflection implied. Like, that was, yeah. it was great. It was yeah. really good. Uh, but other than fucking that, which, like, yes. goddamn, are we splitting hairs? Yeah. Uh, and giving a lot of grace to an unbelievably white ensemble movie. Yes. Anytime it's an ensemble movie, it's just about, like, it's about people nine in white relationships. People. Like, just there's no goddamn reason. There is no fucking reason. Not one. It's just, you know, huh. So, grain of salt, Jesus Christ. But now we cut to a $7,000 apartment. Oh my I only God. say that because everybody's apartment in this movie is seven thousand dollars. It's and in my notes. I don't know whose apartment. I don't know whose apartment either. But the set design is unbelievable. Everybody's house looks different and uniquely them, mm-hmm. and beautiful in its own way. Yeah, it's shocking. It's like, really I've, nice. Most rom coms, most movies in this genre, and to be honest, most movies, unless the point is this character is an artist and we have to make them look interesting. All the apartments are just, like, whatever liminal mm-hmm. spaces. Everybody's house looks like a dimensional person lives yes. there. Which there's is so stuff, cool! There's, like, piles of stuff, unless they're building their own home, which one, one of them is. is. And, like, it's just beautiful. And like, it's, like, fun and funky, like, the, the desperate woman has, like, a cute, quirky apartment yeah. and... Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck have, like, a very sleek, we're in our mid-30s apartment. Yeah. Like, it's really nice. It's really fucking cool. Uh, but they're all, yeah, I mean, they're all vaulted ceiling, fucking open concept yeah, lofts. Yeah, they're like, absolutely gorgeous. Everybody brick, is, is from old money. Yeah. And just fucking around. Like, 50% of the women in this movie work nondescript writing jobs. And, and then the other just... 50%, like, just don't work. Yeah, you just don't see them doing anything. But I think we open up on our main character, Gigi, mm-hmm. on a date with Connor, who is um, bargain bin Sean, Sean Aston. Damn. And they're having just an okay date. She's, like, a little funny and he's a little charming, but, like, nothing is, they're not, like, it's not a great date. It's, it is the definition of mediocre. Nobody's yes. mad. No. Nobody's excited. Nobody's excited. And it's just like the test of like, do you want another drink? To be like, do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather like go home, masturbate, and like go to bed? Like right. it's really up to you. And then we kind of leave it. We cut away from the date. And right. Well, they like leave the date, kiss her on the cheek, he's like, it was nice to meet you, and then they're walking away from each other, and they both get on their cell phones, and she's calling her friend, she's like, wow, hey, like, he's so cute, thanks for setting me up, like, I think he's like, maybe leaving me a message on my machine right now, and then we cut to him, and he's like, hey, you, are you still up, do you wanna come over, and so just an emphasis on, like, she's a little delusional, and he's not, not fucking into, into her, it. yeah, and so... I think the next thing is maybe the grocery store, uh, yes. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson just bumps in. So, we're already this far into the podcast, but, like, the beginning of an ensemble is like, look at these guys, look at these guys, look at these guys. So, what we are setting up is that um, ScarJo bumps into Bradley Cooper, and they have a cute interaction at this grocery store where, like, she 
steps in front of him in line because he lets her, and then she wins like a, you're our thousand, you are our thou, how do I say this word? Thousandth? Thousandth. <laughs> You are our 1,000th, number 1,000 customer. Oh, my God. If anybody's at home and can say 1,000th on the first try, we will Venmo you one American dollar. What the fuck? Thousand. <laughs> I can't do it right now, and we just have to um throw in the Barrel towel. on <laughs> It just couldn't matter less, but holy no, God, but this I'm is our nervous. native language. Um, um, just she's in line in front of Bradley Cooper, and they just like are doing this cute little flirty thing. It's it's like it's the definition of a meet cute, uh-huh. where she's buying her stuff, and then the woman and the cashier is like, "Wow, you're the thousandth customer this month. Here's a free cooler." And then ScarJo is like too excited and like a I'm cute and quirky and like. Just like the... I'm young and perky. Right, just like, beep, beep, oh, I've never went anything before. And like, it's so exciting. And then she like giggles and like hugs Bradley Cooper. And then, I this is maybe me jumping ahead, but like, they end up outside the grocery store and they're like talking about like the meaning of life or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the twist is he's like, I'm married. And like, I really, you're so fucking hot and cool and charming. And like, I shouldn't. She's like, well, you know, I don't know, like... I you take your card. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you would help me with my career, so, like... Because she's, uh, she's a struggling singer, which is the funniest fucking choice for her character because they... She never sings. She no. will never, she will not. ever sing in this she movie. Even, like, at the end, they're doing this montage of, like, where are they now with a voiceover. And so they do, they do, like, a shot of her singing in a bar. But it's muted. But it's muted and there's a voiceover over it. It is... So funny. It's such a funny choice because it didn't have to be that. But it also like But it, if it was works a dancer, they would have character. had to show her dance. It anyways. <laughs> it's it's just like I don't know, she art. Whatever. She art. Um and so we set up that Bradley Cooper knows Ben Affleck. Yeah, because he like gets Affleck. Affleck. Affleck is is the the duck in those insurance commercials. <laughs> It's a really hard time. <laughs> yeah, but ScarJo is like, what are you, like, my savior or something? And then fucking Bradley Cooper's like, ho-hum, I guess that I can give you my card and help mm-hmm. you with your career. Like, no problem. Like, his entire arc is just, like, playing chicken with the idea of cheating on his yes. wife. And then he does. Shocking. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he gets into a very cool car that Ben Affleck has been waiting for in the grocery store parking lot. And I have a note that says, Ben Affleck could do anything to me. Yeah. When we were watching, <laughs> Olivia was like, he could split me in twain, that man. And, like, the more we watched, the more I understood. Yes. Like, I get it. He is a large man from Boston. Yeah. Like, he could, like, that is the kind of guy that a hundred years ago you'd want to be married to because he could protect the homestead. <laughs> You know, like... Well, yes, I think it's, it's like, the combination of, like, I have context for, like, I love Goodwill Hunting so much. Yeah, and, like, yeah. he, he, like, was so young, and he wrote it, and, like, he mm-hmm. was just, like, the combination of, like, that man is so smart, and, like, in this movie plays a really sensitive character, and then also, mm-hmm. like, his chest is three and a half feet wide, <laughs> and, like, he just looks like he could bare-knuckle box, um... Yeah. On like, his way to the grocery store. Like, yeah, just, yeah. like, brr, like, he... Oh, like... 
you know, um, <laughs> like a log. I don't know. But he's in the car, and then I think we just cut to, like, Ben Affleck's apartment. Like, this entire opening sequence is just like, and this is how this person is yeah. connected to this person. He walks in to a very cool apartment. Jennifer Aniston is sitting on the couch, and she's like, I just got off the phone with my sister. She's getting married. Which, I gotta hand it to this script. Like, it very solidly... It's laying things out well. Yes. The exposition is done in a very organic way. Yeah. Especially in the context of, like, hey, you remember how this genre usually struggles to cover, like, two people? There's nine. Yeah. Get in. We're going 90 miles an hour. Um, She's like, my sister's getting married. And he's like, wow, that's, like, great for her. Tommy seems like a good guy. And Jennifer Aniston's like, okay, so... So you think it's great for them, but you don't feel like we're going against nature by not getting married. Mm -hmm. And so it just, like, sparks this conversation about, like, how he's the anti-marriage guy, and it's just the most boring fucking... The more you see of his character, the less it feels like, I don't know, I just, like, don't believe in the institution, and more he's like, I don't feel that way for me, Mm -hmm. but at the beginning, you're like, fuck... Right. This guy. But just, like, the last legal form of slavery is, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. it feels like. And then as the movie evolves, you're like, oh, like, no. that's not quite it. But he just loves her right. and doesn't feel the need to do anything right. about that. Just, like, it, se- it seems very much as the movie progresses, like, marriage has never signified anything real or important in his life. Mm-hmm. And it just feels trite and hollow and insincere mm-hmm. and so like why would I do that yeah. when I love you and when I'm already doing all of these th- we yeah. already have what the point of marriage is yeah so like why but the opening conversation is him being like anybody who ever gets married is just insecure and trying to prove something you're like shut up shut up and it's just like this kind of thing is so wild in movies where She's like, okay, so we've been together seven years, and, like, you're never gonna get there. And it's like, okay, Jennifer, but you also put in seven years and weren't explicitly like, this is something I really need. I really need this from you. Is there any way that we can make this work? Like, Like, it's not, like, yes, at the beginning of this movie, he has this stupid opinion, but, like, guys. Guys. Well, she has a line a little later. Where he's like, where is this coming from? And she's like, it's coming from a part of myself I've been hiding from you for about five years. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, but that's on you. That's yeah. on you, yeah. boo. Yeah. If you were, if you started feeling this five years ago, yeah. then maybe you gotta start talking about it four and a half years ago. Yes. Like, if you get that bug and it persists... Like it do. Like it do. Same with children. Gotta, if somebody yes. wants children and somebody doesn't, you can't square... That fucking circle, like, no. you can't do it. No, I mean, and that's, uh, it's so common in relationships with this, like, fundamental deal-breaker differences where people mm-hmm. are just like, well, I don't want to lose all of this, mm-hmm. and I know that I feel strongly about this, and I low-key know that you feel strongly about this, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not ready to go for broke, so I'm just gonna, like, never talk I'm about it. I'm just gonna fingies cross at work. It fingies cross that you suddenly out. wake up and feel a fundamentally really different, different way. way. Yeah, I was just thinking it's like how I know that I really want to go and join the cult in midsummer and jump off a big cliff and die precisely at the age of 72 <laughs> um, in front of all my peers. And like, I don't know, like my partner isn't really <laughs> there with me, but like 
Maybe one day. Maybe one. Maybe we'll I'll just, just like, wake up and be eating like, breakfast and suddenly my partner will, apropos of nothing, be like, you know what sounds great? <laughs> you know what I really want to do? You know what I came to on my own with no difficult conversations or white counseling? Jump off a fucking cliff. <laughs> Let's go to the Netherlands? Yeah! I don't know. But anti-marriage guy coming out swinging. My next note is the protagonist is so annoying. And I don't even remember, like, the context of us seeing Jennifer's character, Gigi. But, like, first of all, Gigi is a name. You know, if you're out there struggling, God bless you. But couldn't be me. Mm. Holy shit. Charlie's nickname when she was growing up was Gigi, but it was an acronym for Glamour Girl. I was Glamour Girl. I wore one pink tutu (laughs) outfit for, like, a year and a half of my life. There's a picture of me. It's, like on sideways and you can see both my nips and I'm just like in the backyard like dancing. It is so dirty it's not pink anymore. And glamour that was girl. I'm a glamour girl. Yeah. Glamour girl. I, I love that and that's perfect. But an adult woman named Gigi <laughs> It's not nineteen twenty anymore. And we're not in France. <laughs> yeah. Get it together. But her whole fucking character, like I we both I'm sure have so many notes. That, that are, she just, is she Oh is my god. Awful. She is well the thing is that actress is not untalented. No. She has a very, very specific skill set. The problem is that her skill set is in playing the most pathetic, pathetic, g- like genuinely hard to watch kind of desperate, insecure person. Desperate, like oh, it's like lightly awful. delusional, so fucking, so fucking neurotic, uh-huh. like control freak, insecure, desperate, oblivious, pathetic lonely like that is she does it so well but the problem is that when you you do that well i don't want to watch it look at it oh Oh my my god God. oh my god she plays um a horrible woman in uh something borrowed oh sure with kate hudson and that is based on a book and that's like a beach read that my mom was embarrassed for me to find in her room yeah it's a weird story and it made much more sense when i found out that it was a book but like her character is just like fucking terrible just like It's lesbian yearning, but in, like, a straight context. Her character is just awful, and it just, like, everything that I've seen her in, like, honestly, once upon a time included. It's just, like, it's just, like, girl, girl, oh. girl. Oh my, oh, my God. A little more confidence. Please. Oh, any. Yeah. Any. We're in, we're in the red right now. Like, just, oh, <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. But we, we see the first of a few cuts in the middle of the film that say, like, when he's not calling you back. Yeah, well, which I think is a okay. test. Like, it's from the book. Probably. Sure. It's, like, yeah, probably yeah. pulled from the format of the book. But it also brings, like, a lot of dimension and, like, cool stuff to this movie. Where it's just, like, screen goes black and then the words fade in. If he's not calling you. If he's not sleeping with you. Yeah. If he won't leave his... Like, whatever. Yeah. And then whatever the prompt is, we cut to... Comedians. Comedians doing... An interview. It's like an interview format, like a talking head thing, but mm-hmm. it's a very, like, Humans of New York style thing. Yeah. The first one is a comedian named Natasha something. Natasha something. She's a roast master. Her so husband's name funny. is Moisha. I cannot remember her last name. But she just does a short blurb about, like, how she fucking hates caller ID because she needs to be able to call a man every 15 minutes on the dot without him thinking that she's a fucking insane person right. and now that he can see that it's her calling he'll just screen the calls right and that's fucked up that's actually fucked up he's gonna think i'm an insane person or something which i'm not my next note is lifted right out of how to lose a guy in 10 days because 
the next scene is just like BFFs at the office yeah. in like low height cubicles. Yes. So they can talk over. So them. they can just fucking shoot the shit <laughs> at work. Like they pay such loose fucking lip service to the idea that they are copywriters. But it's just because, like, twice in the script, one of them is like, are you working on the nutmeg copy? <laughs> yeah. And the other one is like, it's basically done. done. And, and, <laughs> and then just, they like, never talking about their talk boyfriends. About it. um, it's exactly also, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It's, yes. it's the same exact thing. And I think there's another, at least one other rom-com where it's exactly the same. You work with your best friends. Yes. Your job is fake. Yes. Your desks are right next to each yes. other. Um, I was going to say, we also have to um, talk about the longer shirt under horrible shirt oh my god complex of the workplace there's always a shiny fucking puffy shirt and they're like put a fucking vest on yeah put a vest on it put a whole sweater something that's for a child on top of the already god-awful thing that you're wearing yeah you take a man's button up and you throw a knit over it you throw a knit on that bad boy an argyle knit oh my god you're oh the sweat under your breasts oh Oh (laughs) my god there's a whole ecosystem (laughs) developing (laughs) under your breasts it's it's tropical (laughs) under your breasts pull me up in this bitch oh my god but it's a very like oh god it Business casual, but in a distinct subcategory of Well, it's just, like, how business casual is so fucking gendered. So if you're a lady doing business casual, you have to have a very tight pencil. Like, you have to be satiny. Like, your shirt has to be, like, Mm. really smooth. A horrible, flammable fabric. Oh, my God. (laughs) I am waiting to catch on fire. (laughs) If you smoke... Within oh 100 feet of me, legally, you have to tell me first. Um, <laughs> my lawyers will be talking to your lawyers. If they can find this, my remains. This shirt comes with a fire alarm in the back. The brooch is a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Holy fuck. But yeah, I have, like, writer in all caps because... Yeah. God, God damn it, take your shot. Like, every yeah. woman in this movie that has a job is, is a, a writer. writer. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked and up. And is, like, like a writer for daddy's company. Like, yes. Like, nobody is ever actually doing no. a job at any and given that, moment. What, whatever. Good Christ. But uh, my next note is a quote, there are no rules anymore. And I think it's just, like, throughout the movie, specifically Jennifer Aniston... Demi Moore lookalike mm-hmm. and Jennifer Gen- Goodwin. It's Jennifer Goodwin and Jennifer Connolly. Christ Almighty. Yeah, not a great Jennifer, one. Jennifer, Jennifer, and Jennifer yes. are all best friends. Yes. And they hang out at their writing job and they talk <laughs> about boys. And Jennifer Goodwin is the saddest sack of shit. Oh my god. This side of the Mississippi. Oh my god. And it's she, so oh my god. brutal. She's man. coming in every day like, oh my god, this guy looked at me on the train and like I called my mom about it. Like yeah. it's. God, she's so fucking sad. Like, what do you think it means? Do you think, like, summer is too soon for an engagement? Like, yeah. she's so, so fucking it's delusional. So and her friends are enabling her, which yeah. is well, the point the of this movie. Thing, right. Which is so brutally sad. The mo- like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told a friend, like, no, he really likes you. After a friend has been like, he did this shitty thing. I'm always like, I don't care. I'll hit him with a bus. You right, know, just like, like he did a shitty thing. That sucks. That sucks. I'm sorry he did that yes. to you. Not like 
here's a positive spin on here's shitty behavior. Here's why he actually likes you. Here's why that's secretly him being romantic. Yeah, I just, just hate it. Right, reinforcing the like, oh, when he treats you like garbage, it's because he's speaking in code. Yeah. No. And something that I, like, all throughout the movie, everybody has these little anecdotes, like, my sister's best friend was dating a guy for five years, and then when they went out and he didn't propose, she, like, ultimatumed him, and it worked out. And it's like, well, I don't know any of those stories from my real life. I mean, like, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody, but that's just, like, one of the threads to this movie is just, yeah. like, every time, like, Jennifer Goodwin, but then also, like, Scarlett Johansson, and I think one other character, just, like, anytime anybody's describing shitty behavior by a guy... The friend that's listening isn't doing what you described, mm-hmm. just like, man, that sucks, that shitty behavior. They're doing like a, oh, well, you know, my happily married friend, you know, married the guy that treated her like shit because yeah. secretly he was just like teeing up to yeah. throwing her a surprise party. Like it just, it is enabling and feeding yeah, that delusion. And I guess like the, the, you can stop worrying for the rest of your life if you get married you won't have any problems. Right, like, marriage is marriage the finish the- line after which the dial tone starts. Yeah, Like, yeah, just, yeah. like, brrr, like, yeah. you are... It, it, again, like, this movie was cool in ways that, like... Were surprising. Were surprising, but also... The basis of the movie is, like, bioessentialism. Bioessentialism. And, like, women just want to get married. Men are like this. Women are like this. There are rules for relationships, yes. and they are hard and fast, and... All women want is to get married. Mm -hmm. And when you get married, you have fulfilled your God-given purpose. Mm -hmm. And nope, that's it. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's it. Every single woman in the whole movie wants to get married and have a house and have kids. Yeah. It's, it's, it. Oh my God. And there are like four different characters who all say like, every woman wants what all women women want. Oh my God. (laughs) Just our slobbering, helpless amoeba. Yeah, yeah, Like, just, oh my god. Oh, god damn it. Anyway. And so I think we see Jennifer Goodwin try to do, like, a casual, casual drop-by at the bar. Oh, no, she, like, calls him first. She calls him at work, because Jennifer Aniston is like, there's no rules anymore. After my first date with Neil, I called him. Yeah, yeah, she does a really fucked up phone call. She, like, like, in Friends, when Chandler is doing the exact same thing and, like, trying to be like, chill and spontaneous with a voice message. He, like, writes it down first and is, like, reading it off of a legal pad. It's the exact same shtick, and just the joke is, like, Gigi starts the message, and then she flips the page over. She's like, since when does a gal have to wait for a guy's call anyway? And then flips the page, and it's the wrong notepad, and then she just starts spluttering, and then she's like, oh, I need to do, I guess we're all equal, right? And, you know, more than equal, more than equal, more women are accepted to law school now than men. And did you see that dateline? Women practically have penises now, which the thing is, I don't get that reference enough to know if it's transphobic, but it did ping something in my brain that was like, I don't don't know know. about that. Mm -hmm. But now we're at the bar and we're learning that Justin Long is a misogynist. He's the worst. His character sucks. He sleeps with Busy Phillips, which... Is in Congrats, this Justin. Um, She's married to someone who was involved in the production, and I'm trying oh, sure. to remind myself who. Congrats to Justin, because you, ding, 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 you won. Yeah. And then he follows it up by being a fucking, a- like a cold asshole. She was like, I had a great time the other night. And he was like, well, um, I don't really have time for this. 
And well, she's like, same shift again. Like, I figured you did it on purpose. And he was like, well, we're short staffed and that's why I scheduled you. And, um, I don't know why you're being fucking weird. Could you get the door? Like, he yeah, won't even look just, up from his work. It's just like, obviously you fucked somebody you worked with. So Justin, you're the manager. You shat where you ate. You yeah. did that. And now you're being a dick to this You lady. have a responsibility to, like, if you're going to deal with it, which you know you have to deal with it because you're the manager and this is your job and this is your employee. You pull her aside, you say, man, that was a great time, but I was, like, really drunk and I shouldn't have crossed that line. And I'm really sorry if this hurts your feelings, but we can't have that kind of relationship. And I just wanted to be upfront with you. And then she can, like, still have hurt feelings about that, yeah. but, like... Then it's... It's not, like... Fuck you. I don't yeah. even want to look yeah. at you. Yeah, go get back to work, toots. Right. Ex- oh my god, he, he calls her su- he, babe. Yeah. Could you get the door, babe? I'll uh, kill eat you. you. Uh, Mark Silverstein, the co writer, is married to Busy Phillips. Oh, okay. Cool. I knew it was something I couldn't remember. So Jennifer Goodwin is in the bar now because basically she has been teeing up to loosely stalking Connor, bargain bin Sean Aston because he's been ghosting her after this date. Mm-hmm. And so she like gave him a call. And left the unhinged voice message. She still hasn't called her back. And she's like, okay, cool. She calls her friend up, leaves a message, and is like, hey, uh, I'm really not doing good. So I've decided that uh, if you don't pick up right now and tell me to stop, I'm going to, you know, do a drive-by at his bar where yeah. he goes, okay, cool. You're not picking up, so I'm going to do it. Okay, thank you, bye. She shows up and sits down at the bar. It's like a Friday night. This place is bumping. Busy Phillips is the hostess. And, and she like, just, like, wanders in and she goes, I'm meeting somebody. And Busy's like, okay, are they here? Do you know, is that Do person... Do you know anything? Is that person around? She's like, I'm just gonna go sit at the bar. And Busy's like, okay, but, like, it's Friday night. You can't get a seat at the bar at eight at night. Oh, but she can. Oh, but, she and walks she just, right in. She just wants... She's just acts like the worst person at your restaurant job, and you're like, Jesus fucking, have you ever been anywhere? Oh my god. And the, oh my god. Like an adult. And that's like every, every single thing this character says, that is, the, wait, the have vibe. you ever been anywhere? Oh have my god. Have you ever talked to And so anyone? she fully embarrasses herself because she's talking to Justin Long, and Justin Long, we have set up previously that he is close with Connor. Connor the guy who's blowing her off. And so she's like, I'm here to meet a guy, this guy named Connor actually, and he goes, oh, Connor Barry, like, I know him, I can just, like, call him right now. And she's like, oh, no, 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 like, it's more of, like, a, he said I was meeting him, but, like, I'm not really, I just have to, like, return this pen. And Justin's like, oh, that's funny, because this isn't his, because my dad is his dentist. Right, it's, is... like, it's a personalized pen from a dentist that isn't his dentist, and I happen to know who his dentist is. And then Jennifer Goodwin is like, damn. Damn, that's really embarrassing, and Justin kind of sets up their relationship of he is going to be frank with her. He's like, listen, he's not going to call you back. I'm really sorry, but, like, it just seems like that's not the deal. But we get that four and a half hours later when the bar is completely Like, we cut to him being like, listen here, toots. And it's, like, yeah, it has very evidently been hours and hours. I have a note that just says, like, he's being so nice to her, but he was so shitty to Busy. Like, his character is so fucking inconsistent. It is. Just because, like, he is such a raging fucking misogynist, and he has so many, like, he's, like, take your shot. He's the relationship cynic with romance dogma that he refers to 
like it is Bible fact. Just like, this is the rule, and this is what men are like, and I yeah. know that because I'm a guy, and this is what women are like, and they yeah. always want these things. And if a guy does this, he never. And if a girl does this, she always. And yeah. just like, it, <laughs> my dad has this joke where when you're about to leave a place, he goes, he'll like take your arm or pat you on the shoulder. Just, he'll be like, all right, now, you go out there, you just remember, never, no, always, <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But no, it just like the shitty, I'm a misogynist, but because I'm hyper aware of my disdain for the female sex, quote unquote, it's charming. Yeah, because I can pinpoint certain right. attributes about some ladies. I know about all of them. And and because I'm willing to admit that I am treating women badly, it doesn't count. Like, it's yeah. such a, like, obviously his character is, like, not meant to be read as, like, an abusive person. But it is such a common tactic with abusers to be like, well, me admitting that I engaged in that behavior is equivalent to an apology and or changed behavior. Right. Just like, I'm a good person because I can get it up to admit that I did it. Mm -hmm. And that I'm aware that I'm doing it. And therefore, I don't need to do any work to stop doing it. The just like, I treat women like shit, but it's okay because I'm upfront about it. Mm -hmm. You, no! Not quite. <laughs> no! Not quite. You, you've got a lot of stuff to unpack, and you certainly have no fucking business telling any woman anything about herself even this woman who to his credit is is oh so hard God. to fucking just, watch yeah it's just she is brutal every oh time God. she comes on screen you're like when is it gonna be over and like i don't want to make too fine a point on this but like this movie was generally pretty good mm. but this I think Jennifer Goodwin is doing a good job. I just hate this character so I, much. This character is unlikable. Yes. And That's she's, like, the is, main character. She's the main character. She is unlikable because, like, at a certain point, women are supposed to identify with her about, like, oh, like, like I do some of Like, we've all those. been Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like, we all do those things. This woman is so off the rails. Yes, just beyond the fucking pale. Yes. So... So soppingly pathetic. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Well, we have this quote, and this is the first time, you know, I picked this movie for us to watch because I remember, like, this movie is a generally unsatisfying movie. Yeah. Nothing, because it is trying to cram its foot into a size too small, it's trying to, like, fit into a genre it doesn't quite belong in, nothing is satisfying because it's not quite hitting the peaks that a rom-com is supposed to hit. Because it isn't a rom-com. Mm -hmm. If it had been allowed to be artful, if it had been, like, a series, or if it had been just, like, in a different style and been allowed to breathe, mm -hmm. it would have been better. But because it is setting up this expectation, like, with the heavy-handed score and mm -hmm. with the formula and with, like, the poppy way that it is shot, mm -hmm. you're just kind of left feeling like you had to sneeze but couldn't quite. <laughs> you know? Just, like, eh. Um, um, but I have the, the first time I took a note that was like, oh damn, is this good? I wrote down the quote, if he's treating you like shit, yes. it's because he doesn't care about you. Yeah, and that's like, the thing is, he does have some gold, like... Justin Long. Yeah, Justin Long has these gems. Yeah. And like, there are some really lovely moments in this movie. Yeah. And like, that is like a, oh, 
That was nice. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Giving her this advice and she's like, but what about the time that he, he said this and like, he, he told me this and like, he wanted to get another beer. Like he could have left the restaurant, but he didn't. And like, he touched my hand and like, he kissed me on the cheek and Justin Long's like, listen, like, like, don't like, stop it. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Being a detective, if he liked you, he would, he would say treat that. you like yeah. it. Yeah. He would do something about it. If he wanted to call you, he would. Mm-hmm. If he's treating you badly, it's because he doesn't fucking care about you. Yeah. And that is good advice. And he's the only person in her life willing to say that. But that advice is not consistent with his behavior. Like, yeah. he's being so tender with her and so gentle with her. Like, giving her tough love. But it's love. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't think women are people. Yeah. And that is not consistent, sure. but it doesn't really matter. Because he's the idea of a guy because there are nine main characters in this I movie. I was just going to say, you are coming down very hard on this man. Okay. Which is fair. I think all of, like, there's no point where I'm like, I don't quite think so because it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> like, it's just frustrating because I think I like Justin Long so much. Exactly. Well, the thing, I do kind of like that at least for a second somebody gave him a role where he wasn't the puppy dog. Like, yeah. this is his one role where he's not like, oh, just look at me, I'm just a little guy. <laughs> like, like, this is his one time to be oh, like, um, yeah. oh, <laughs> you know, like, this is his one chance right, just, to really like do that. He's, like, piffy in this, yes. which is very nice, but I think that he could have been piffy without being a misogynist. No, just my hot take. 2009, absolutely not. <laughs> but um, we are introduced to Drew Barrymore by way of Scarlett Johansson's friend. Yes. And they're just having this minor conversation. They're getting pedicures. Scarlett Johansson is talking about, like, I have this crush on this guy, but he's married, but I really feel like we have a connection. Mm -hmm. What do I do? What do I do? And then Drew Barrymore gives her, like, a terrible, like, well, I knew somebody who had been married to somebody for 15 years, and then she met this person that... She felt like she'd never had this connection ever before, and they got divorced, and they've been together for, like, 25 years. Like, what does that say? And the quote is, what if you meet the love of your life, but you're already married to someone else? Yeah, which, like, fucking bonkers banana pants. And the thing is, there's no such thing as one true love, so, like, that's stupid. Yes. And, um, it just kind of sets up that, like, every time somebody makes a bad decision, that somebody else has a story of somebody else making a bad decision to, like, and it back working up their out. choices. Just, like, no need to check yourself ever. No. Uh, slay boots, queen. Yeah. I do <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, I do, what do you're doing. Do whatever you want to fucking do. Yeah. So then ScarJo calls... Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I got you, baby. My <laughs> brain, like, was like, boop, 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 boop. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> like I could see his stupid fucking face oh, in yeah. my head, but there was like, he has- can you guess <laughs> what fucking white dude this is? What does the map say? <laughs> yeah, yes. like, fuck. But it's stupid face. He also like, he, in this movie, like he's Bradley Cooper, like he's an attractive man. He doesn't look great in this movie. No, he has like got- borderline frosted tips. Frosted tips and his hairline's receding a tiny bit and he's like a little thin and you're yeah. just like. You look like a slimy guy. You look like a slimy dude. But Um, I also have a note that just says, shut up, he's a stranger. In reference to Drew Barrymore being like, go after it, baby. You do whatever the fuck you want to do anytime (laughs) ever. Yeah. And it's just like, like, yes, sometimes you make a commitment to someone and then you grow and you develop and you experience more of the world and you meet someone who teaches the hard lesson of, like, oh, maybe I didn't know all of myself when I made this yeah. commitment to this other person. Yeah. And then you have to make a lot of hard choices. Like, like neither of us is, like, if you marry someone, that's it forever. 
and fuck you if you're ever a different person at any point in your life no. going forward. But he's a guy she met at a supermarket one time. One time. time. And one then just time. wants to fuck. She wants to fuck. She has a crush on a married guy. So the best friend's role in that is not to be like, go get him, sis. It's yeah. to be like, whoa now, maybe we chill out. Maybe we slow it down. So <laughs> then Scarjo calls him. Calls him, right. And then he's like, I really can't do this. You are so beautiful. And he actually doesn't say beautiful. He says hot like six times he in does. this movie, which is really annoying. Yeah. Like if you are ever wooing somebody, I guarantee you being like, you're so hot is not like a longevity kind of thing, no. you know? But he's like, you're really hot, but, like, I can't, I'm married, sorry about that. And... So she she calls him expecting him to receive her in the way that he did when they met, and he has, since they talked, like, gotten perspective on, like, whoa, can't cheat on my wife, holy shit. And so he's like, no thanks, but, you know, have a good one. And so we cut to Bargain Bin Sean Astin opening the door for Scarlett Johansson. And so we're establishing that this dynamic is that anytime ScarJo's feeling bad about herself... She calls Bargain Bin Sean Astin. And we have seen, like, earlier when he was at the beginning of the movie on the date with Gigi, she's the person that he called to be like, hey, hot stuff, what are you up to? Yeah. And then she was at the supermarket when he called her. She bumped into Bradley Cooper, and then she was like, I'll call you back. And then she never did. Yeah. So their dynamic is that she's stringing him the fuck along because he adores her, and she can, like, activate him Anytime she feels insecure about about herself because he worships her. Yeah. And she's the moon to him. And yeah. so anytime she says jump, he says, what's up? Do you want to have a picnic? Yeah. It's really, it's so fucking brutal it's because so like brutal. he is rubbing her feet and she's like, okay, thanks babe. Gotta go. And oh. then kisses him real deep on the mouth and says, I really have to jump. Oh, but before that happens, like he's rubbing her feet. She shows up at his house and they're like just talking like besties, except he's like rubbing her bare fucking feet. And then he he says something, like, very sweet to her. And she's like, oh, my God, you're the best. And she gives him a hug, but, like, like Like stands up on her knees on the couch. She wipes her boobs up (laughs) his face. And she's like, you're the best. Anyway, Anyway, I have to go. go. And And he's like, you don't want to stay the night? Yeah. Because it's like, she called him late at night. Like, Psych Psych Motorbike Booty called him yes. and then was like, anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you boosted my confidence. I was feeling bad, but now it's great. But and now like, I feel good because, uh, you want me so bad and I right, want Right, just like, I've reinvigorated you being on my hook. Yeah. Just like, I have fed this a tiny bit. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. fed you the kernels. You are satiated. You are more excited about me than you were earlier tonight. Yes. And that's where I'm gonna leave That is, it's so fucking brutal. It's fucked up. So she kisses him, but like won't sleep with him. And that's, like, ongoing throughout yeah. the movie. And then it's time for beautiful, almost Demi Moore, Jennifer Connelly, to be like, Bradley Cooper, seems like you're home. We're having a fight right now! <laughs> like, she, he comes home, and she's, like, sets up this ongoing plot no. line. Jennifer Aniston. You're so fucking right. I jumped to the wrong fight. <laughs> I was like, I, that's so no, much further into no, the No, 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 you're so fucking right. I jumped to the wrong fight. I just remember her being like, <laughs> No, I have like, a note that says, fight! Yeah. So what has happened is that there's this, like, brief scene where Jennifer Goodwin has talked to Justin Long, and Justin Long is like, here's the hard truth, kid. If men are mean to you, it's because they don't fucking like you, so stop that shit, quit reading between the lines, Mm -hmm. there are no lines, he either does it or he doesn't, he is or he isn't, go home. And so she shows up to work the next day, and she's like, 
hey girl, hey, her two best friends who also work at her fake job gather around her and she's like, guess what? Turns out all of these anecdotes about things working out in spite of shitty circumstances are the exception and they're not the rule. The rule is that if a guy treats you badly, it's because he's shitty and he doesn't like you. If stuff looks a certain way, like if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And so Jennifer Aniston is like, okay, so like that, just to see if like I'm understanding you correctly. So if a woman is dating a guy for seven years and they're not married, they're never getting married. He's never gonna propose to her. He's never gonna pull the trigger. And then her friends are like, no, of course not. Of course we were talking about you. You're different for no reason. And yeah. so now, now we cut, she like, I think there have been a couple of scenes in between, but the oh, yeah. note is about. Oh yeah. Like, she walks in and he's hanging a picture. And she's ben like, Affleck. Yeah. And she's like, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, you asked me to do it like two weeks ago and I'm getting around to it. Like, sorry, I don't know. Like, do you want me to stop? Um, goes, stop it. Yeah. Don't. Stop doing, don't, do, stop doing anything nice for me. And yeah. he's just like holding the picture. He goes, this feels like a trap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this, this kind of looks like a saggy boob. I don't know. Do you like this anymore? I don't, and, and she's just like, so we're, like, what are we doing? She goes, stop doing anything nice for me unless you're going to marry me after. And he goes, yeah. it's, it's, it's Thursday and you I, just got home. You are. what is. Whoa. Like, I've decided we're fighting <laughs> yeah. no, no matter, matter what. what. <laughs> Such Anything a crazy way to open Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, bold, beautiful. Just being, like, I have never, with a partner, been, like, you know what? Like, <laughs> I just... Like, yeah, you, you want to try for a, like, hey, honey, I had this conversation today that made me really sad because it made me think about us. Here's where I'm coming from. And then if he yeah. says some fuck shit, then you can be, like, you know what? Get your ass out of my house. Yeah, but, yeah. like... Just cut, like, guns blazing. <laughs> like, we're, we're fighting to the death right now, and As you weren't dressed for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, especially because his whole character is like, I actually would love to have a conversation. <laughs> like I'm just like, a good guy. I'm just, like, a really nice guy, and you appreciate all of my actual nice guy qualities, yeah. but she's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Right, because and then, she's, like, pigeon-brained woman and yeah. only cares about marriage, which yeah. is, like, Overly simplifying it, but I think the character is written like that. Yeah. And we don't read it like that because it's Jen Aniston. Right. And then as the character develops, we do see more dimension with her. But the beginning is very her being like, ma, 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 marriage! Yeah. And him being like, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think, no. No. And her being like, ma, 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 ma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, ma, 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 I'm breaking up with you. Yes. I can't do, I this, can't anymore. do this anymore. And so they have broken up. Mm -hmm. And then the cutscene, the black screen that says, if he's not marrying you. Mm -hmm. And it's these two hilarious women. Who are the only other black people in this movie. Yes. And so I, yeah, I, they fell out of my head because they're not characters with names. Mm -hmm. But yes, there are two women. And sitting on a bench being like, you know what? We were talking and we were both like, we've never been broken up with. That's so crazy. And then we were going over the details of it, realizing, oh my God, we've been broken up with every single time. By every man we've dated because we get lines like, I just don't want to get in your way. Or, you're such a strong woman. I can't believe nobody... I can't I can't wait to see you. Or just like, I'm so jealous you. of the guy who yes. gets to marry yeah. you. Yeah, it's like, well, that could have been you. I was kind of thinking it, it was going to be you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of leaning towards on that, that one. And it's very... It's just like a, damn, we've been hoodwinked. We've been horn-swoggled. Oh my goodness. And... So then it cuts to other Jennifer. 
Jennifer? No. Jennifer? Dude. Connolly. Jennifer Labyrinth. Connolly. Yes. Um, did I say Labyrinth? You did. Uh, there the were lady from Labyrinth with One David or Bowie, more consonants and were David not Bowie's <laughs> big hunk and slong. <laughs> so Bradley Cooper gets home. He gets home, and he's... <laughs> Looking disgusting because she looks really fucking bad. He looks really bad, and so like, uh, but before he gets home, uh, Jennifer Connelly is like in her house, and it's heavily under construction. She Mm -hmm. walks in, like we just open the scene, and Bradley Cooper's like sitting on the floor in a room full of boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's actually calling ScarJo back, and he's like, "Hey, girl, I was like super harsh last time. Like, let's link up and talk about your career." Reason I can't help you with your career. Yeah, and just like the subtext is like. I remember that you were hot. I remember that you were fine as fuck. Holy crap. And then as he's saying, like, okay, well, I guess I'll talk to you if you call me back. Right. He hangs up and his wife is walking up the stairs. And then they have this conversation of, like, let's paint this room yellow because it could be, like, an office or a workout room or a baby's or room. Baby. He's like, whoa, a baby. And it's just, like, Liv said this at the end of the movie. It's just, you, the farther we go throughout the movie, the, you realize that he is just... Saying yes to everybody for everything. He's just a weak man. He's a weak man. So she's like, oh, like, maybe a baby. And he's like, well, not right now, but soon, baby. It's like, I'm almost ready for it. Yeah. He just, he is just saying yes to anybody who is in front of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because. It's easy. It's easy, and I'll get instant gratification right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I never have to be an adult. Ever. Ever. Or be responsible for my actions or take accountability ever because I'm just going to say yes and little white lie my way out of ever having an actual conversation. Ever having to follow through with any of the things that I've promised. Right. And so that is set up and we go into Drew Barrymore's office and just see this like gaggle of gay men. Yes. And have her be like... I just don't understand technology. Right. I like emailed this man and he told me to... MySpace him and all the gay men go, sweetie, that's right. a booty call. And you're like, oh my god, like, <laughs> they are they're the most, like, flaming gay men yeah. in this movie. But what are, like, to this movie's credit, there are many gay men in this movie. And not all of them are, like, boots the house down <laughs> yeah. gay. Like, yeah. several of them are just men who are, like, obviously coded as gay and they're, like, out at a party together or like whatever or just like they're at an open house and the context of the open house is like there's a bunch of gay men at this open house but it's like for the time period and specifically we've done a lot of movies from 2009 that fucked around with homophobia to a bananas ass extent this movie was just like some of the characters are gay anyway and that was like it was very nice and so like she drew barrymore is a journalist it's unclear she works at the blade the Baltimore Blade, and that is literally all the detail mm-hmm. we get about our job. It's, nope, that's it. And and so we cut to Jennifer Aniston trying on some bridesmaids dresses for her sister's wedding, and one of them is like, "Damn, you this this wedding is turnaround fucking fast." And she's like, "I'm not fucking pregnant." The sister's like, "I'm not pregnant. I'm not." And somebody goes, "Chug a beer then. Chug a beer. Do it." <laughs> Which was just like very sweet. But then all of them are like, somebody makes a faux pas and says, when people love each other, they get married. And right. then they realize that Jennifer Aniston is the only unmarried, now single woman there. And she's like, none of the bridesmaids can be chill that Jennifer Aniston 
is single and unmarried. Everybody's like, well, I mean, like, it's great. Like, sometimes when people live each other, there's the people that never get married ever and they die alone and, like, that's fine. so weird tonally because in some ways these characters act like people. Yeah. And then in other ways they're like, oh, we forgot to, like, jam the agenda down the audience's throat and we have to throw out these fucking lines, which is just so weird. Yeah. And so the next thing I just, my next note is like, ultimate marriage, God. And so I oh think. Oh my God. Oh, we find out that Jennifer Connelly and Bradley Cooper had an ultimatum situation. Right. And I think, is it because, is he talking to Ben Affleck? Yes, he goes on Ben Affleck's boat. Because and Ben like, Affleck lives on his boat now because him and Jennifer Aniston have broken up. Mm-hmm. And so Bradley Cooper is like checking on him and like they're on the boat and they're drinking beers and they're t- it's just a couple of guys talking about stuff. And. Ben Affleck being like, I'm sad, but, like, what? It's <laughs> just, like, couple of guys guzzling red meat. Right? Just, like, <laughs> but it's not gay. It's not gay fucking drinking butter. Two bros <laughs> chilling in a hot tub. What's the... I think you should leave the sloppy... What's it called? Sloppy steaks. Sloppy steaks! Let's slop them, them up, boys! <laughs> Sorry, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but they're on this boat, and we just find this little exposition of it. Just Ben Affleck's character, like, is just a good dude the whole time, and he's just yeah. like, yeah, I'm sad, but like, let's talk about you, mm-hmm. or you know, it's just him being like, yeah, it's it's hard, and I'm going through it, and I miss her, but just like, I don't know, marriage, I don't know, I don't. Do you know anyone who's happily married? And Bradley Cooper's like, no one wants to get married. You're just like, always everybody. thinking about all the other women that you can't sleep with now. And, and Ben Affleck's is like, actually, I just want to be with Beth. Yes. I just don't really care about getting married. He's like, I don't want to be with anybody else. I just don't like marriage. And Bradley Cooper's like, ho-hum. Wow, I that's super suck. crazy. And then you learn that uh, he is in an ultimatum marriage because he's been with his wife since oh my college. God. And then she was like, <laughs> uh, survey the room. How many failed ultimatum marriages do you know? A fucking lot, A fucking few. Yeah. Oh my god. Turns out, when you strong arm someone into a lifelong commitment- Into loving you? Yeah. Oh my god. And it's like, I understand the like- Shit or get off the pot. Right. I get it. Yes, I get the like, I love you, and so you want to do something that I'm not comfortable with, but the alternative is that I lose you and I love you, so, you know, maybe I'll just- I'll- I'll- I'll dive headfirst into this shit that I don't love, and then I'll, like, get on board. I will. I will because you want it, and I love you, and, like, sure. But that's not real. It's real if it's, like, we're painting the room a color I'm not sure about. But if it's, like, hitch your horse to this wagon forever. Let's marry our finances. Yeah, I want, like, enthusiastic consent, bro. Like, I don't... Strong-arming someone into loving you. Yeah. It, It is... It's just, like, you... You said it in a way, like, obviously love plays a part in that equation. Right. But I also think it's, like, the status quo and, like, I have to take care of this situation and you. Like, all ultimatum situations, in my point of view, are as, like, well, I have to take care of you or else you'll get more fucked up than you are right now. (laughs) You know? Elaborate on that. Just, like ultimatum shit is like, well, I like the way we are right now, or I just don't know any happy relationships that are ultimatum-y. I don't know any, nobody who is on a strong foundation would ever offer an ultimatum. Right. And you I, know? I think like, 
and I'm not articulating this well. It's just like I think there is love involved, but I also think there's like more fear involved well, than fear, anything else. Well, I think it's yeah, it's it's fear of immense loss. It's mm-hmm. fear of having to start from scratch. It's it's the like time sunk, cost sunk fallacy mm-hmm. thing of like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's been in the case of these people in their mid thirties, um, it's been it's been a decade. You know, mm-hmm. it's been so fucking long, and do I want to be starting fresh at this age? Right. Yeah. Like the cost benefit of like, sure, I don't love the idea of getting married. I love the idea of being single and not knowing you. And having to go on dates with any fucking buddy. Oh my god. Until something happens, which God knows can take forever and maybe never. Yeah. I love the thought of that a lot less. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yes, it's like, it's love, but it's also fear. Yeah. You know, it's this immense, f- this just, like, shadow of yeah. the unknown and the fact that, like, it's having to re-break a bone for it to heal well. Yeah. And the prospect of that initially fucking horrible fucking experience... You know, you, you want to go out of your way to avoid that and, like, I get it, but I don't get it to the extent that I'm like, you should marry someone because oh they made you. Because they made you. Oh my god. Christ. Yeah. It's it's never It's, it's never, just a never good, good. It's never good and... And so, the next thing that we see is, like, oh yeah, we're in... The new house that, like, Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. and Jennifer Connelly are going to move into and, like, everything is under construction. She has this throwaway line where she's like, Javier, I thought we talked about tarping the furniture. Which is so funny because, like, if you are doing, if you're renovating Huge an entire grand house. scale right, construction. In no fucking universe is a construction crew not tarping the furniture before they start fucking sanding, painting, knocking down yeah. walls. Yeah, spray, no Like, oh my god. But yeah. the point is that she goes into the backyard, she shakes out a tarp, and cigarettes like fall out of the tarp mm-hmm. or like she's out in the backyard she and so she turns and she tray. sees these like ye- this yellow pack of american spirits in an ashtray mm-hmm. like hidden under the steps right and so she now suspects bradley cooper of smoking which Again. he comes home and he's like she's like damn were you smoking because like what fucking part of my dad died of lung cancer do you not understand mm-hmm. that like that is a fucking non-starter deal breaker for me and he gaslights the bejesus out of her and doubles the fuck down and just like, I don't even know why you would, how could you say that? And like, maybe that happens a little later. Maybe that happens now. It doesn't much matter. The point is that like, multiple times he, he's like, you're crazy. And she's yeah. like, fucking, well, you're making me crazy. Well, right. Like initially when he's on the phone with ScarJo and she like surprises him, he's like, whoa. And she goes, were you smoking? And he's like, no. And she goes, oh, well, you just, you, you get jumpy when you smoke. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it's a theme throughout. But now my next note is the Kubrick stare. And it's because Scarlett Johansson is a yoga instructor and aspiring singer. She's teaching a yoga class. Bradley Cooper is in the back of the yoga class, like looking up at her from under his eyebrows very creepily. But it's supposed to read as like, he's just so fucking into her. Yeah. He's at the class. The class is over. She's like, ooh, like, fancy meeting you here. Gee-hee-hee-hee. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just, like, it's crazy that we, like, bumped into each other. And she's like, you know, we're just two people who happen to be working out in the same place. And then she, like, sexy leads him into the community yeah, pool area. Yeah, and also, while this is happening, after a yoga class, 
Not one person in the background makes any conversation. Yeah, the they grab like their silent stuff shuffling. and they sprint outside because in the middle of this 15 second conversation between ScarJo and Bradley Cooper, the lights in this gymnasium turn off. And they're like, guess we have to go to the pool. And yep. like, oh my fucking God. It's just so, still like, break it down, boys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yes. This has to be an ice rink in 35 minutes. Like, it's so We've weird. got Little League in... 14 fucking minutes! Yeah, and so they go to the pool. They're in this community pool, and they're, like, sitting there, and they're talking, and like I said, you know, they're just playing chicken with this affair. Like, it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. War of attrition. We're going to fuck each other, but Mm -hmm. we're paying lip service to the idea that, like, I would never cheat on my wife. I'm just, like, you're just, like, really hot, but, like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't. And so they're sitting there, and, like, Bradley Cooper's like, well, you know, I mean, there's no reason we couldn't be friends. Like, what? Oh, my God. He says... Am I not allowed to have friends anymore? Am I not allowed to have friends anymore? It's just such a, like, well, you can't even hug a woman anymore. Yeah. It's just such a, like... You can't even give a lady a con... You can't even tell a woman her pussy lips look nice in her skirt. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even tell a woman I like your nipple hair. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even be a sexual predator at work oh anymore. Oh, my God, you can't even just... say, I wonder how your toes taste, Glennis. <laughs> But just like, like I'm a shitty dude shtick, but I'm not even willing to like I'm get not behind that in full it force. Up. Oh it's my just god! Like it's the weaponized incompetence thing of oh, like, sure. oh, like it's slightly complicated. I don't even know so what I'm I just doing. like I don't even know. Yeah. Like it's too hard. Like what? I'm not allowed to have friends. Like yeah. you don't know the difference. Yeah. Like you don't know. You want to bend her over a table. Like yeah. you don't know. Because you also, know. She just said. That Bradley Cooper had an ass that makes you want to dry hump, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And after they have this, like, what, we're just going to be friends while she's, like, tweaking her own nipple. And and then she proceeds to get full force fucking naked, dive into a community pool. Pussy out at the community pool. (laughs) I have a note that says, I want a yeast infection. (laughs) It's wild god, the way these adults are acting. Bacteria undiscovered by oh my science. God, up it's in there. So oh my gross. god. And it also like brings me to the point of like in the minds of these people, right? Just like she is, you know, just like, oh tee hee hee, like, oh like the idea of being so irresistible. Yeah, that she loves somebody that. is like willing to risk it all, is willing yeah. to do something that is, you know, goes against their Better judgment or like, like society breaks a promise they've already made yeah. or like whatever. It's just like you're irresistible so that the obstacles don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that is an amazing feeling. That's such mm-hmm. a sexy feeling. Like I, you know, been there and like it ultimately sucks. But in that moment, that feeling of like, wow. Yeah. This person no one's would do ever Right, this, this person would do me. this for me. This and it just it feels like a sacrifice and it and feels, it feels like care. It feels like care. You feel so special. You feel like no one's ever liked me this much and Mm -hmm. no one's ever seen me like this and Mm -hmm. no one's ever talked about me like this and so that must mean that I'm this special and that what we have is this special and the Mm -hmm. thing is he's just a shitty guy. He's just a shitty guy. But also, I think it's so interesting because like in this conversation they're just doing this like, oh well you know like we're just friends and like you know the fact that like I want to Fuck you! Like, yeah. doesn't have to get in the way of our friendship. That yeah. would be quote unquote reverse prejudice. It's just crazy because like, 
if somebody gets full fucking naked in front of you and then, like, rubs their boobs in your face, that's also cheating. Like, you don't have to, like... Yeah. You don't have to, like, insert in yeah, order yeah, for yeah. it to... Like, yeah. it counts! Portis in vagina. Portis in vagina. Like, it... It's cheating. It's fucking it's cheating. It's fucking cheating. And it's the fucking, thing is, you this just know! In, it's fucking cheating going to her yoga class. Yeah. Like, yes, it's not technically, like, anything... Sec- but, like, homie... You went there for a reason. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, yes, you're entitled to privacy. And, like, yes, you are allowed to have friends. But it's just like I had a teacher who used to say, like, don't do anything that you wouldn't want on the front page of a newspaper. Mm. And, like, like that was, like, stupid advice. Much, but but like, the core, just like, if, if you have your to wife were it here to me, right now. Yes. If your wife were here right now, how would that go exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like... Walk me through your thought process. How do we think she'd feel? How do we... Mm. I don't know. Would your mom be proud of you? Would Anyways. she be super psyched? <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss. Anyway, so... Yes, okay, yeah. The, like, I'm not smoking, you're stupid, and I hate you, and how could you accuse me? Yes. Comes, like, right, right after now. that. Because he comes home from, like, presumably having fucked her. It's unclear. It's unclear. We don't know when the jump happens, but, But like, he's, like, clearly w- guilty and hiding something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would believe it if you said... I think that happens then. Absolutely. And then that fight happens, and then we see uh, the most annoying woman in America making out with some dude on the couch, and she calls, Gigi calls Justin Long, Mm -hmm. and is like, hey, this guy just said that he's going out of town tomorrow, and we're making out on the couch. What do I do? And Justin Long is like, oh, get out of there. He's going out of town, so he's going to be out of touch. And Justin Long's like, where's he going? New Guinea? Where's he going that he's going to be out of touch? (laughs) And the dude's like, I'm going to Pittsburgh. And she's like, he's going to Pittsburgh. And Justin Long's like, okay, get out of there. Yeah, and then like, he's he, trying to blow you off. Yeah, yeah. And he says something like, you have to stop talking and hanging out with guys that are shitty to you. And she's like, stop doing that. There'll be nobody left. And you're like, okay, yes, that's yeah, that that's the weeding out process. Yeah. That's the point. Also, if I may, go to therapy! <laughs> oh my god! Like, maybe, maybe... Don't date anyone for a long for time. A while. You unbelievable train wreck. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. You yeah. spellbinding like, fireworks <laughs> display if, of a mess. If I can feel it rolling <laughs> off of you on the train, you have to talk to somebody about this. Oh my god. Oh, oh my no, god. We, oh my god. But we cut to like it's the rehearsal dinner. For Jennifer Anderson's little sister, Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> She's my favorite. <laughs> but it's a rehearsal dinner, and her cousin gives an offensive fucking toast about Ew. how, like, man, my little cousin's so hot. You know who's also hot, but old as fuck? Yeah. Her older sister, who's, to recap, old as fuck, <laughs> yeah. but you could still fuck her if you wanted. Because she's, she's single. single. Yeah. And so, like... <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's like, cool, cool, cool. We cut to, like, after the speech, her dad comes up to her. And there's just this exchange of, like, them having a good relationship. It's dad being like, your cousin's a dumb fucking asshole. And, like, <laughs> and he's always been a dumb fucking right, asshole. Right, and, like, you're great. And, like, you don't need to be married to be happy. You're cool uh-huh. as fuck. And you've always, like, marched to the beat of your own drum and been really successful. And mm-hmm. I love you. And, like, that's why you're my favorite daughter. And it's, like... Like, half-joking, it's it's meant to just be... She's sort of just, you know, she laughs, and she's just sunlight. She and fucking Drew Barrymore can yeah, say yeah. anything. But yeah. she's just like, you can't say that. And he's yeah. like, I'll say it! I'll say it to the whole room! Yeah. And, like, obviously, in real life, oh my god, saying you have a favorite child to your child, what a nightmare. But just yeah. 
in this movie, like, I really want to commend it. Like, it manages to cram personhood. Personhood into this with, like, one one conversation. Yeah. We see mm-hmm. the dad one time, mm-hmm. and we and see them interact. And he's fleshed out, he's it feels. Fl- we love that guy. Yeah, we yeah. care about him. We love their relationship. We care mm-hmm. about her more. Like, it... The mm-hmm. way this script provides this dimensionality in spite of the fact that, like, it is pretty slapdash because it mm-hmm. has to be. Mm-hmm. And then, like, holding this up against Valentine's Day and the fact that the same people made it. I think they just, like, they were like, well, if we did it once, we can, like, do cocaine and try and yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, like, like <laughs> this version feels like the understated indie version, and that's what it was supposed to mm-hmm. be. And Valentine's Day is, like, okay, so we got all of the shiny parts from the dollar store. Do you think anybody at the party will notice? <laughs> and, and, like, that's how they wrote it. Yeah. It's, it's so we so we took speed till we blacked out. <laughs> um. And we woke up and we wrote, ah, <laughs> on the typewriter, do you think there's anything in there? <laughs> like, and we, it was due today. We didn't have time to well, read yeah, it. Yeah, it's what, probably you know, fine. And it? it's, yeah, and I think it goes back to, like, this came out on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. the year before, or two years before, Valentine's Day came out of Valentine's Day and it was Mm. like it was a Valentine's Day blockbuster and it fell flat Mm. it got 41% on Rotten Tomatoes because it was lackluster Mm -hmm. in the ways that people expect a Valentine's Day blockbuster to be Mm -hmm. but I would argue that if this were like revamped and tweaked it could be something in the way that Valentine's Day is full force fucking garbage absolutely oh my god baby with the bathwater off a cliff throw it out (laughs) oh my god burn the remains shoot it in space I don't fucking care (laughs) but I have a note that says guys invented the spark and it's just uh Justin Long's gonna set up Gigi on a date and then he shows up and he's like oh ho-hum the friend I was gonna bring for you like I said Tuesday and instead of Thursday and he's not here Mm -hmm. or I said Thursday instead of Tuesday fucking whatever the point is we're hanging out together and Gigi mentions a spark, and he's like, ah, oh, there's no such thing as a spark. Guys mm-hmm. invented the spark. The spark is anxiety and fear, which, the, sparks are real. Like, yeah. that's a connection. But yeah. also, it is worth saying that anxiety and fear and, like, being lightly emotionally abused by a man you don't know that well does a hell of a job of masquerading as, as a spark yeah. as a spark as a connection like yeah. just because you feel it in your gut you feel nauseous and anxious and obsessive like yeah it's just because you're being manipulated like yeah, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't it's equal also, soulmate yeah, yeah yeah there's also a the di- like that's the bargain bin version the like scary this person is being bad so you're like oh this is what it should feel like and then right. when you feel the real thing you're like oh no it's just them being nice right like i oh, feel that because fuck. they're like nice to me rather than like i feel like this it's on a bed of fear well, right. and I wake up sweaty. Right, but know? like a lot of the same adjectives do apply to both of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is just like good and the other one is, one is bad. bad. Yeah. But you, the nouns and the verbs the and the adjectives yes. are the same, right? Yes. And if you haven't experienced the good one, you Which feel it. Which is harder it, to do. Right, you yeah. feel it in the pit of your stomach and you, it's tingly and mm-hmm. like you're distracted and you're short of breath and you're like obsessed and yeah. whatever, like... It feels like... The same thing. It feels like the same if you don't know any better, and you can't know until you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, the point of this monologue, even though it is, again, being delivered by a self-aware misogynist. Yeah. And so the next scene is, we're back at Jennifer Connelly's house, it's under construction, and she's basically confronting her contractor, Javier, and being like, hey, Javier, 
this is a subtextual exchange mm -hmm. where I'm going to be really weird at you about cigarettes and be yeah. like, are your guys smoking cigarettes? Mm -hmm. Are your guys fucking smoking? Because Bradley Cooper, when he was gaslighting her about smoking, was like, we got dozens of undocumented workers yeah. in and out of here. You don't think any of them are smoking? So why are you coming at me? Yeah. And that was really the only other line where I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, you could have just said dozens of workers. Right. Like, what... Like, elaborate on that, Bradley. Yeah, what does that what? add to this? Fuck what? you. What? But Javier but is just... I also think... Oh, go ahead. I mean, we'll see at the end of the movie, like, some people are assholes, and Bradley Cooper and ScarJo are, like, very well-written assholes, and I do think we could have done without this line, and he would still be a fucking asshole. Right, exactly. And it's definitely lift outable. Right, one hundred percent. But of the people to say it and to do Wait, something it's him. fucked he's up, he's just a shitty guy. He's just a shitty right. guy. And Anyways, so that's Javier all. is just kind of like, "Damn, homie. Um, no, my guys are yeah. good, and like, I know exactly. I, I know where read. everybody is. I, everybody's yeah. accounted for. I bring good people on. I do a good job. Don't talk to me like that. Like he's yeah. being very professional, but he's like." I don't think that's what you were implying. Yeah. That's, like, that's not what the inflection implied. Yeah. It just, like, it's very nice because it's this white woman being like, Javier, if I ask you an honest question, do you think you could give me an honest answer? It's the scariest question She's from so a white lady. Scary. She's just, like, very slight and has very straight hair. And very and intense. really fucking intense in her kitchen right now. Um, and he's obviously not giving her an answer he holds that she wants. fucking own. He's just yeah. like, it wasn't me. It wasn't my guy's. I know Why would exactly. we smoke on the job? Oh my god, yeah. I'm competent and professional yeah. and good at my fucking job. Thank you so much for asking. Have a great... <laughs> and at the end of the scene, she's like, Javier, we're good, right? And he's like, okay. Okay, just, I'll see you tomorrow. It's just her, you're watching her experience the like, oh, I got led down the fucking garden path, um, and I'm taking it out on the wrong guy, yeah. and I'm realizing that in real time. Yikes on bikes. Yeah. And so now we've got Connor... Uh, bargain bench on Aston. He's a realtor. He's been working with Drew Barrymore over the phone because whatever her fucking writing job is, it involves advertising. I think she is in advertising. I think that's her gig. I think she is the one who distributes and puts ads she just online. Works for a newspaper and probably like is placing his ad yes. in the Baltimore Blade. Yes, probably. Yes. So like Sean Aston light diet. Sean Aston. Yeah. Kirkland, Sean Aston. <laughs> uh, his, like, realtor ad is on the, like, gay personal ads page of the Baltimore Blade, and, like, him and Drew Barrymore are just, like, talking over the phone throughout the movie, and then at the end of the movie, they meet, and they fall in love, and it's very cute. Uh, but we're just at an open house. Diet Sean Aston is there, and he's showing it, and everybody there is a gay man, except for ScarJo, who's, like, there for five seconds, and mm -hmm. then she's like, beep boop, gotta go, and she kisses him on the cheek, and he's kind of like, what? Uh, okay, do you want to come over? And she's like, I, uh, I have something to do, and then she leaves. And then these two gay men that were just sort of, like, standing there during that interaction were like, she's not having sex with you, is she? Like, she's holding out on you. What's the deal with that? Mm -hmm. And he just kind of is like, I don't fucking know! Like, yeah. I'm doing everything right, like, we... We have had sex, but, like, not for a long time, and she'll, yeah. like, kiss me and leave me sweet messages, but, like, I can't fucking read her. And then these gay men are just like, well, gay signals are, like, totally different than straight signals, and they have this little bit where they, like, give each other two different identical looks, and they're mm -hmm. like, 
did you see the difference? And he's like, no, it's another world. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's like, a sweet throwaway scene, but, like, we just both stopped it and had the observation of, like, it's nice that these gay men are, like, just people. Yeah. Like, they're mm-hmm. just, that like, they are gay men, and they're, like, costumed in this way, and they're obviously there as a couple, but just, like, in the way that... Just, like, the merry band of queers that surrounds Drew Barrymore is oh my just, God. like... the gay oracles. It's just, like, it's a limp wrist convention. Yeah. And, like, it's fine, because, like, those gay men exist, but also... There are other kinds of gay men. There are other men. kinds of gay men, and it was just, like, really cool that this movie gave us, like, half a dozen different queer men... In a movie. In yeah. a movie. And, like, yes, yeah. they are ensemble characters. Yes, they are, like, Yeah, they don't the get their soul. own love story in and this. And maybe but... they don't even have names. Or no, I don't think they But they are not all the same. They don't all live in the one stereotypical box that most 2009 media yeah. allowed gay men to exist in. Yeah. They're just people. And, like, yeah. it was rad. Then we have the cut to black screen if she's not sleeping with you. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a man who has, like, he he has the least funny little cutaway. Mm-hmm. But the gist is, if she's not sleeping with you, it's because she doesn't want to fucking hang out with you. And I will say a ding, ding, ding. That's fucking true. Right. Well, if she's well, it's if she's not sleeping with you, she's not gonna start sleeping with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and then him just giving this laundry list of like, if she, if it's a Thursday and it's raining, if yeah. her name's Christine, yeah. If she takes some leftovers from dates one, two, or three, which I know is like a relic of eating disorder culture, just in that like, if she, like, I think right, if she takes home leftovers. It's because she's gonna eat them, and she's comfortable enough with you to show you that she's gonna eat more later. Like, what else does that mean? Oh my mean? god. I have no idea. I just, I thought it was like a relic of, it's not posh to take leftovers home. Oh, I, I didn't know that piece of etiquette. I've always... Well, I think that's true in Europe. Like, you don't get doggy bags in Europe, mm. right? I don't fucking... Are we both fully making shit up I to make this make you, sense? But this came directly out of my ass. <laughs> Straight farm table out of my ass did I pull that fucking hypothesis. From this couch to your ears. Fucking made up bullshit. I don't fucking know. And it matters the least out of everything. Oh my god, of everything we've said. Holy shit. So there we're just uh I have a a note that just says nice that they're in Walgreens. And it's just Yeah, they're just they're just Scarjo and Drew Barrymore. Wandering in a Walgreens. Yeah, it's just which like, is super true. Being best friends and shopping and like it's just them in Walgreens comparison shopping shampoo and like getting detergent and fucking toothpaste and mm-hmm. just talking and it's Scarjo is like, he's gonna leave his wife for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Uh what happens before that? The reason that we cut to this scene is because the scene before this is actually Bradley Cooper's in a bed in an apartment that like is not his home. Mm-hmm. Um and then ScarJo comes out wearing his shirt. It's the only and, thing she's wearing. Yeah, the only thing she's wearing. Have you ever worn a man's shirt like that? Yeah, but Was I'm five ten. Oh, so it's it just looks like a shirt in the way that she's like, "Bip boop, it's a dress because I'm so little." Like it's just a shirt on me. And at so, that point, I just would rather wear my own shirt that I brought. Yeah. It's like. Like, your pussy's still out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! This doesn't go over my ass. Like, I'm, I'm big. I am big lady. Like, it's never, like, I'm just, I'm like, oh, this is so lit. Just, yeah. like, I sleep in a teacup shit, like, never. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you see a boy only wearing a shirt, and they look like Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> like, they 
benignly pornographic <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's so casual, but your whole ass. Anyways. <laughs> I just always see, like, the, like, women in a men's t-shirt. It's like, okay, I did that in high school to yeah. impress a Republican. Like, yes, all I didn't need high to get past it. Because I saw media like this, right? Yeah. Like, just the, like, just the sleeve is going past yeah. my hand by, yeah. like, three inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, Ariana Grande right it's, now. Right. It's, yeah. like, vague wearing daddy's clothes yeah. shit. Yeah, I think and it just... It uh, started, just, like, a tiny bit of history, it started from a men's t-shirt ad in, like, the 50s. And then it started becoming a part of Pop popular culture, culture. Wow. and it hasn't died. Oh, that's They're, like, so a, something comfortable for everyone, and it's, like, the longest most blonde, thinnest lady possible in the biggest shirt possible. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. It's been in my oh brain Oh, God, forever. it's just, yeah, but petiteness, femininity. I'm uh, so small and little. Oh, like, how little I am in your shirt. I'm so little. <laughs> Fuck, shut up. Yeah. Anyway, so my note is just like, oh, the beginning of an affair. Oh, yeah. And it's just him looking at her and being like, Fuck, you're so fucking hot. And then he's just like, you know, like, I think about you all the time. I have to actively stop myself from thinking about you. And, you know, it's just the way that, like, the beginning of an affair is just, like, I've never felt like this before, I'm obsessed with you, so much of the draw and so much of the way that this feels like, like, a bodice-ripping type of connection Mm -hmm. is because it is forbidden, is because Mm -hmm. it is taboo, because Mm -hmm. we can't, but we we can't fucking help ourselves, you know? And so she's, you know, she's lying on her back, and he kisses her stomach, and she just, like, she's so happy, and Mm -hmm. just, like... For her, this is the beginning of something, something beautiful. Yeah. And for him, he's just a fucking asshole just telling fucking... her anything she wants to hear. And she's a fucking asshole, too. Yeah, she sucks, but she's just is more just like... Well, I mean, I think she's actively an asshole, and I know your stance of like, it's not her fault, she didn't make the commitment, and I do think that's true yeah. in this situation. Like, she also didn't make the commitment, but every time he's like, trying to like... He is still weak, but she's still like, but don't you wanna... Right, she's but just don't like, you just like, aren't I like so right? You know, cute. why stop thinking about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like, just do it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, she's an asshole, but I think just because she's up against him and he's so fucking world class terrible, she's mm-hmm. just selfish. She's just like, yeah, she's in it for selfish. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just, you know, like whatever. I think that she still counts as an asshole. Yeah. It's not to the yeah. same degree. Well, as right, him, and I think but... that's really fair. Like, yeah. I, I think she sucks, but like in a, and I think especially I give her more grace because of what he does to her. Mm-hmm. She just like reads as so much more of a victim to me because of how it ends. Sure, but you know, she's like. No, she's ta- with- she's walking the walk. Absolutely, she's walking up until the, walk. the end. Right, but anyway, so now we're in Walgreens, and ScarJo's like, he's totally gonna leave his wife for me. It's so crazy. And Drew Barrymore's like, well, it happens. Here's another anecdote yeah. about how that worked out one time. And then I think that's that whole scene. And oh, it's just Drew Barrymore being like, I miss when you had one phone number and one answering machine with a cassette tape in it. I'm analog girl who yeah. fucking hates technology for no reason. Yeah, Be- she's just. We had to put this little thing in here right. just because. It's MySpace's fault that I don't have a boyfriend. Like yes. it's so fucking weird. Yes. But my next note is Gigi is so pathetic. My next note has to do with Drew Barrymore has like a tiny thing with her gay oracles. Okay. And she thinks she goes on a really good date with this guy and oh, yeah. they like talk on the phone or whatever and he's a musician and she's like, he wouldn't have called me and all the gays are like, just call your answering machine, which still doesn't really make any sense to me, but that's fine. Um, and she gets this like beautiful like 
Mary, 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 Mary. I miss you so much, Mary. I had such a wonderful time. And everybody's like, oh my god, that was like so hot. And then you hear that he's singing, Jenny, Jenny, J wait, wait. Fuck, what number did I call? Right. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. So it's just like a second message. It's just a it's form just a, letter. Yeah. I'm Fill a musician. In. This is how I get my dick wet. Yeah, absolutely. And so everybody's like, she's just tragic. Moving on. Moving on. And now we're in Home Depot, and it's Jennifer Connelly oh. and Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's holding up two different, like, flooring samples, and they both look like wood. And it's a clear, like, pick the one. And she points to one, and he goes, nope. It's laminate. She goes, it's not real hardwood floors. And he goes, nope. See, you know, you can't tell the difference. And it's like one one hundredth of the cost. And she goes, I don't care. I still want the real hardwood. Mm -hmm. He goes, like, why? You can't tell the difference. She goes, that's not the point. I don't like that it's pretending to be something mm -hmm. it's not. If you're not wood, why would you lie about being wood? Yeah. It's a lie, yeah. Bradley Cooper. Like all the other lies you're telling me right now. And he's right. like, oh, I get it. And I get so, it. She's yelling at him about cigarettes, but, like, she's implying stuff. She's just, like, waiting for him to admit he smoked, and mm -hmm. then she turns away from him, and he's like, I slept with someone. Yes. And so then she turns around, she's like, fucking right he now? He tries to in touch Home her. Depot, yeah. right now? Yeah. You tell me in Home Depot, because you know I don't like a scene? Mm-hmm. You tell me, oh, okay, okay? And he's like, okay, well, uh, you know, I talked to Ben Affleck, and he said that, like, I can move on to his boat with him, and she's like... You're leaving me? What? You're also leaving... You're moving out now? Like, yeah. what the fuck is happening to you? Is, you know, I just assumed that when I told you, you'd want me out, which is such a testament to the fact that he's just a weak piece of shit, you know? Yeah. He isn't gonna say, I'm I leaving wanna leave. you. I wanna leave. I'm not happy. He's... It's all very, feed me mama, I'm a stinky little baby. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> just like... Men who are just like, flip-flop, I can't do a damn thing yeah. for myself. Just like, I, I sabotaged this. You clean it up. Me, mama. I'm a stinky little baby. I am so stinky. <laughs> just like, I will never take initiative. Oh, I will yeah. never, ever I make it a definitive statement. You that I want to move out. Right. I want you to make want me. me. I never to want to out. be responsible for anything mm -hmm. ever. You tell me what to do and I'm going to contrive a situation that I feel will force you into telling me to do the thing I already want to do. Mm -hmm. Except she's like, fucking what? No. Like, we're yeah. married. I want to yeah. work on this. Don't you want to work on this? Like, yeah. do you want to leave me? Yeah. The There's the back and forth of what I wrote is, I assume you wouldn't want me to... What? So I'm just thinking about... I'm a big stinky baby. <laughs> yeah, it came to me from on high. Like, I don't know. It's not in my notes. <laughs> Fucking no. Um, the note, the line that I have written down is, um, I assume, I'd assumed you want me out. And it's, is that what you want? Right. And he just, like, will not say fucking anything right. it's just like yeah he's just like will never ever take the initiative right just lets himself now he's in the situation where it's like that was your window bro yeah that was it yeah. you sabotaged your relationship yeah. for a window out for a window out and you chose that window to be in the home depot right the flooring aisle you didn't want to wake up and be like damn we gotta we gotta fucking talk we gotta talk about this you know, you didn't want to do that. No. Fuck that. No. Um, you did it, like, 
In a place in time. In a place to sabotage yourself as well. Right, exactly. Anyways, um, so now we're at Jennifer Aniston's sister's wedding. wedding. And the wedding happens. Everybody else walks down the aisle. Like, all the bridesmaids have a date. She walks down the aisle with the dog. And every, mm-hmm. it's, it's just emphasis on, like, she's alone. Brutal. And at the reception, she's just, like, sitting at a table. And she's, like, not at the head table for Which no is fucking also reason. Fucking random. It's very weird. And then the guy sits down and he's like, Oh my god, you're Beth. I've been lobbying to sit next to Jenny's single sister for weeks. And she goes, oh, that would make you... And she reads the name card, Dan. And he goes, well, I'm a Wiccan. Dan is my Christian name. But my pagan name is Brother Phoenix Everhorse? East Horse. East Horse. Yes. (laughs) And she's like, yeah? And then he goes... (laughs) Yeah! And it's way more than naked farming, Dad! Yeah. And, like, okay, and he's like, I'm gonna talk about it all night! Yeah, it's like, like, that's great. great. Wonderful. And then, um... My next note is, why not give the dad a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> my note says, Dad down, SOS! <laughs> Just like any time a rom com gives us a likable dad character, we will, we will, like we gotta do the hatches. Yeah, he's gonna die or brush with death at the very least. So like, she's dancing at the wedding with her cousin who like is hitting on her. Yeah, he wants to fnark. Yeah, he wants to fnark, and then there's like a commotion. She breaks away from him because her dad is clutching his chest on the floor. Uh So he has had a heart attack, and now. Um, Justin Long has at some point in this movie, doesn't matter when, called Gigi and been like, hey, hey bro, I... (laughs) Hey bestie. (laughs) Hey bestie. I'm having a party and you should totally come. And there'll be a lot of single guys there. It'll be great. And is this the moment where she's like, oh my god, he likes me? Yes. Okay, yeah. So she goes into work and she is... She's fucking on one. And she's like, oh my god, the signs! The signs were there all along! And, uh, bargain bin Demi Moore. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, not fair to her. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. very good in her own right, but she looks like that. Uh-huh. And so, not Demi Moore is like, wow, I want to hear all about it, and I want to hear all about how you guys are going to have a destination wedding yeah. in yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Oh my god, so weird. And I love so... Napa Valley, and you're like, what the fuck? Wait, like, what? that's not support. No, Just, that's like, fucking Just, like, being weird. a yes man for your delusional friend who, <laughs> who needs obvi- therapy. Yeah, who obviously has a fucking issue right like it's just a lot but we're we're at justin long's party and Gigi is just being the most neurotic bitch in the room because she is at this party by herself with the understanding that like he likes her and she's now co-hosting she's co-hosting she is she is like deludes herself into believing that she's been asked there sort of as his date and then, like, these two gay men who were, like, friends with Drew Barrymore, everybody's, like, adjacently, peripherally connected. Um, you know, we heard about this party from, like, our friend Connor, who's friends with our mm-hmm. co-worker Drew. And they're, like, you know, how do you know Justin Long? She's, like, well, you know, like, I'm, like, you know, I'm sort of, like, something's happening. Like, I'm, like, more than a guest. They're, like, so you're his date? And she's, like, yeah. And they're, like, oh, so you're, like, co-hosting. And she's, like, yeah, I guess you could say that. And then... Oh, you know what? No. You're his date. And then he comes up to her and he's like, hey, Gigi, like, I gotta go make a liquor store run. Uh, could you, like, refill the chip bowls? And she goes, like, like co-hosting? Sort of like co- And he's like, I, I, I guess. guess. Like, could you, you put more pretzels in the bowl? Yeah. And then we cut to her, like, just walking around and, like, giving people beers and, like, clearing 
clearing tables and, just, and refilling the bowls and like and mixing like, the dip. Yeah. And someone comes up to her and is like, "Great party!" And she's like, "Oh my god, don't even worry about it. Thanks for having us. Oh my god, anytime." And it's like the drunk history guy. Yeah, and he has like two lines. He just like is an extra Around. with yeah, two yeah, yeah. lines. It's very funny. Um, but then we see this like hot blonde woman, like swoop in and take the dip out of Gigi's hands. And she's like, what are you doing? And the hot blonde woman goes, oh, Justin Long, like, told me to mix the dip. Thanks for getting it started. Like, could use a little more dill, but, like, don't worry, I'm on it. And so then Gigi cut to, it is three in the morning. The party the apartment is, is over. Empty. It is hot blonde woman and Justin Long on the couch playing video games. Like, yes. it is very obvious that, like, they are gonna fnark. It's, like, end of the party, last yeah. person here is the person Gets you're to gonna fuck. fuck. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then the next shot is of Gigi, like, hauling garbage bags, and she loudly is like, that's the last of the beer bottles. Woo-wee, is it late? It's three in the morning. What are we doing? Are we playing a video game? What's the game? Mm -hmm. And then Hot Blonde Woman is like, is it 3 a.m.? Holy shit, like, I gotta bounce. Yeah. And she leaves the party, or she leaves the house. The party's over. Which Did we assume that Hot Blonde Lady was going to fuck Justin? Oh, I definitely did. Me too. But then it was so weird that they were like, all right, well, we need her out of this scene. So as soon as she hears the time, she's got to go. Like, it's I so weird. Yeah. I think, like, it definitely was just... Get her out of her there. to establish, like... Dominance and weirdness. We, and just, then to get out. Yeah. Just that Gigi is wrong. She's sure. misreading stuff uh-huh. and all of that. But yeah, it, like, if you... You're a lady. You've been a lady for a period of time. Oh my god. Uh... You know that you're at this man's house. It's you're at this man's house. It's three in the morning. Yeah, and even if you don't quite know what time it is, you know that there were a hundred people in this apartment, and now there's three people in this apartment. So it's uh, it's narcantine. Yeah, it's narcantine. Open sneeze it on (laughs) narc. Open sneeze it. (laughs) Spews. Oh my god, and so blonde woman, like, inexplicably is like, is that the time? Oh my god! <laughs> oh golly! I got a bus to catch <laughs> yeah. this work! Uh, and then Gigi sits on the couch and is like, wow. It's so great to be, like, what is it? She's, She's like, like, it's late, and he's like, well, I shouldn't oh, be Oh, he goes like, I gotta go to bed, and she goes, is that an invitation? Yeah. And then she, like, literally throws herself on him. Yeah. And starts kissing him, and he goes, whoa, homie, what? What? And she's like, but you like me, and he's like, What? And she goes, but the signs. And he's like, the signs. What are you fucking talking about, dude? Like, what did I tell you when we first met? Like, if a guy likes you, he'll He'll make it happen. Oh my god. And then he diverts into this little misogynistic tirade of like, why do women always do this? And she's like, okay, you know what? Fuck you. And like, her character's really pathetic, but she does. She has a good little monologue. Have this little monologue where she's like, you think you've won because women are expendable to you, but you're fucking alone. And, yeah. like, maybe I am a little pathetic and, like, maybe I am obsessive and all of these things, but I know that, like, I'm trying and I know that I'm closer to love than you are. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. And she leaves. And now we cut to Jennifer Aniston. Yes. In her dad's house. Yes. Taking I, care of him after his heart attack. Do you think I liked her little speech? I think they needed to tone her down to, like, Catherine Heigl's, like, lowest, like, her simmer setting, and then that would, like... Catherine really... Heigl's broil setting. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best, like, I just wanted her to be, like, a little more personable, or, like, like what am I trying to say? Like, plate heating. Yeah, sort of. I just needed her to be, like, more palatable, and then her 
her thing would have, like, hit home so much better, but I really well, liked yes, her monologue. Like, her character needed to be more reasonable so that her reaction could have landed. Yeah. But, like, because her character was so unhinged, it was like, why are you getting mad that you threw your fucking body on this yeah. man out of nowhere, yeah. based on nothing? At his house at three in the at morning. At his house at... Be- and then you're mad that he didn't want to fuck? Yeah. Based what the on, because hell? he didn't want to fuck you. Like, yeah. why? You don't have the moral high ground, but it's. We're supposed to read it like she has the moral. It's very confusing. It's very weird. And yeah, but, you make a very good point. But now we're. It's, it's Jennifer Aniston. She's at her dad's house. And. My note is just God, Jenna's a good woman. Oh my God. Well, she's just taking care of everybody. She everybody. is, like, the matriarch of the family. She has a little sister. Two little sisters? I think two little sisters, and then her little sister, like, just got married, so, like, the husband is, new husband is there, and he's, like, going through dad's vinyl collection, and just has this line about, like, oh, are you sure he wants to keep all this vinyl? Like, my collection could really use some of these, Mm. and then, like, the uncles are making a fucking mess and just, like, leaving shit everywhere and, like, not getting up to help. Hey, hey, Beth, can you grab me a beer? Right. Just, and she's, like, we open on, she's, like, in dad's bedroom, and he's, like lying down and he's like wow did you bring me more cardboard bullshit and she's like it's called whole wheat toast and turns out you just have fucking heart attack so yeah. you're gonna eat what i goddamn bring you <laughs> and she's just like taking care of everything mm-hmm. and like picking up like dirty dishes and just yeah. like every glasses and bullshit on surfaces yeah. and all of these fucking men are just useless, useless. in this house nobody is helping everybody yeah, all the women are husband, also useless yeah, the women are useless but the women are the daughters and they're just like sad yeah, yeah and yeah. like not that they're not also responsible but yeah, it's yeah. just like She's got it together, and all of these men who don't have a dog in this race in the same way as the women do are doing fuck all and just being waited on yeah. by her. And so... So when the when the new brother-in-law is like, hey, could I use... I really could use some of this vinyl. She's like, would you just turn the fucking music down? Like, it's so loud. The TV's going. Your music is too loud. I am taking care of everybody. Like... I need you to fucking chill for a second. Yeah, she just is great. She's just a She's good just a woman. Good woman, my god. And so now we cut to the nondescript copywriting BFF Kiki job, um, where Gigi and Jennifer Connelly are sitting there, and Jennifer Connelly's like, "Wow, is it my fault that my husband cheated on me?" And the thing is, like, there are elements of responsibility that she has for, like, forcing him into a marriage he didn't want to be in. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she has this, like, I forced him to get married. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but then she goes, like, three clicks too far and she's like, well, I'm not fun anymore. And, like, what did I expect him to do? And it was like, ah, no, no. That's not, no. No. Uh -uh. Oh, roll it back. No, back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Hey. One hop this time. Don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and now we cut to another, like, if he's cheating on you, dot, dot, dot interview, and it's just this, like, wealthy Mm -hmm. woman in a fancy cafe describing, like, her her past husbands, and she's like, my first husband was so fucking unoriginal, like, I caught him in bed with his big-titted secretary. Second husband, like, was, you know, did a little bit more, he, like, he fucked my sister, like, whatever, and then my third husband, like, he was a master, and, like... I, like, poured over his phone records, and I had him followed, and I never found anything, and it wasn't until he died that I found out about the property he owned with his Austrian mistress. But yeah. the real master is me. Three husbands, countless boyfriends, and I haven't been caught yet. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. And then, um... And then it's the terrible scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, Charlie 
Charlie fucking gasped because, like, I've seen this movie more times than you. Yeah, I've seen it maybe once. So I knew what was gonna happen. Oh my god. And I know, guys. and I think it's, it definitely colors the way that I feel about all these characters from mm-hmm. the jump because it's like, like, I know what they will do to each other. Mm-hmm. But ScarJo and Bradley Cooper walk into his office and she's just like, you know, they're kissing and she's so giggly. She's like, oh my god, like, oh, he loved the demo. Like, did you hear it? And he's just like, you're a superstar, baby. Mm-hmm. Give them titties. And yeah. he just, like, is... I mean, going and hearing He is, like, feeling her up, and they're making out, and it's getting a little... It's sexy. Messy. It's, it's like, definitely sexier than most rom-coms allow yeah. for. Yeah. And so they're, like, starting to make out. She's half undressed. And then there's a knock at the door, mm-hmm. and it is his fucking wife. It's Jennifer Connelly. And so he just has this moment. You watch his face change, and he just goes, get in the closet. Get in the closet. Get just get just get. get the, and yeah. so, ScarJo's you know confused and hurt. And like yeah. get in the gets in the closet and then Jennifer Connelly comes in, and then, locks the door behind her and Charlie goes, <gasps> yeah because, you just know like she came there because she was you know she just had this monologue about how like it's my fault that he cheated I'm not fun anymore and we never have sex anymore mm-hmm. and that's my fault mm-hmm. what did I expect him to do yeah. So now she's there, and she's wearing this, like, gorgeous bustier under her work shirt for some reason. I don't know. We suspend the disbelief for the movie, but I was like, you're wearing an agent provocateur $350 bustier under a pencil skirt. Right. Okay. All right. At your copyright job. Anyway, she straddles him in his chair, and he's like, whoa, baby, I got a lot of work to do. And she's like, I'm really trying here. Like, don't you want to save our marriage? And he goes, Yeah. And then the last shot in that scene is just of the closet door from the outside. Oh, my fucking Like, we don't see Scarlett Johansson crying. We just see the closet door, Door. and we are reminded that That she's she's in there. Fucking in there. And so, my next note is, he is a demon. Oh, my God. (laughs) But now, uh, Justin Long is at work, and he's all in a tizzy, and he's a manager at this restaurant, but he's doing a bad job Mm because he's so distracted Mm -hmm. because, like, Gigi won't call him back. Mm -hmm. And Busy Phillips, like, she's so great. Mm -hmm. And she has, like, a moment where he's like, do I have any calls? And she's like, you fucking freak. You asked me that 11 11 minutes minutes ago and and still know. In a meeting, so you know. And then... He's like checking his cell phone reception and he's like, and she goes, wow, we stop the presses. You're, what is, you're like strung out on somebody. And then the fucking score goes, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, bop, ba, doop, boop, boop. Like, it just like, it is so fucking loud. She's like chasing him through the restaurant and she's like, don't deny it. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like, you wish you could write songs. You're, like, walking into traffic. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so fucking forced because she's just like, welcome to my world, asshole. Yeah. But, like, we didn't really need that. No. We would have got there on our own. Mm-hmm. We're a big girl. Also, he could, like, he could have a sick family member. Yeah, he like, really <laughs> needs to be by the phone. It's just, so fucking he's weird. He's expecting a call. It's, yeah. like... It's just, it's a strange, very forced, like, oh, how the turntables. Yeah. See how it feels? Yeah. Fuck you. Women are people. Yeah. It's a big revelation. And then, I don't know if this happens before this, but we see, we see Bradley Cooper's wife leave. Oh, it happens after. So, like, this scene interrupts that, and then we go oh, back to Oh, and we go back. Okay, so I'm on, I'm on yeah, track. Yeah, um, As soon as the wife leaves, ScarJo, like, bursts out of the closet, and she's like, I can't fucking believe you. The thing that I remember from it is, like, she's only wearing her slip, and he, like, tries to go up to her, and she, like, shoves him, and she's like, you'll never fucking touch me again. 
and then she leaves. And she only leaves, like, 13 seconds after the wife, so I'm like, maybe you want to wait, like, a second, I don't right. know, and put your dress on, you or, like, wanna, something. You want to, like, stagger that at all, yeah, but yeah. I think that the point is it doesn't maybe that matter. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, Like, I'm not going to do you the decency of sneaking out. Yeah. You fucked your wife with me in the closet. closet. With me naked in the closet. the closet. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fucking, oh my god. Um, and so, now it's just, like, this is my next one. <laughs> Charlie's next note is, he do the dishes in all caps. My next note is, Ben, yes, Ben, wow! <laughs> so, we cut to Jennifer Aniston's family home again, and the men... Previously, she's been like, wow, we don't have any fucking food in the house. And so you see all of the men watching sports. And she says it out loud. Like, she says it to everybody in the house. Like, the only thing we have left is old jelly. Yeah. Old jelly. We don't have any fucking food. So she comes home. The men are watching football and going, so-and-so really wants it. Defense. And she's like, did any of you have the chance to go to the store? And one of the guys goes, oh, don't worry about it. We got takeout. And she goes, okay, I actually... Didn't mean for you. Yeah. But great. And just like, like. <sighs> she turns around. Yeah. And she sees that Ben Affleck is in the kitchen. He has done all of the dishes. He turns around and he's like, hey, these are drying. I folded some of the laundry. I got some of your dad's old food, but I got him a bunch of healthy stuff too. And it is, Olivia and I teared up. That shit is number one. So fucking considerate. Oh my god. Oh my god. And hot. hot. That shit is sexy. Gail. That shit will do it every time. Baby. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You're taking care of business, and business is me and my house, and I'm hungry. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, it was so fucking It was so sweet. sweet. It, was just, it was so beautiful. It was like. It was a show don't tell ass choice yeah. by the movie. It wasn't yes. him showing up and being like, I've always loved you. Yeah, yeah, please. I don't, because we know that. Right, it's not And him we know being that because like, he did the goddamn dishes. Right, exactly. It's not him being like, tell me what you need. Let me help you. It's him. He showed up. Yeah. He knows she's going through a hard time and he knows that her family sucks. Yeah. And so he showed up and he knows her well enough to know that like, she is the one doing all the laundry. She's the one doing all the dishes. She's the one doing all the shopping. And taking care of her sisters. Yes. And so he just did it. Mm-hmm. He fucking did it. Mm-hmm. And that rules it show rules. don't tell yeah oh my god yeah. and i think that is like there are several moments in this movie that do that they mm-hmm. show you they don't tell you mm-hmm. and then, then they also tell you they'll do the like yes. rom-com yeah, trope yeah. And it's like okay, okay but like but we, we, didn't, but need we it. didn't need it it's fine but i think that's like one of the main things about this movie that like makes me more affectionate for it in spite of the fact that, like, it does... It is relatively unsatisfying. Well, it's unsatisfying because it's boring. It's but boring. But then it has these beautiful mundane moments... Yes. ...that make it really gorgeous. Well, it's just, like, vignettes of human history. Mm-hmm. And that kind of storytelling doesn't belong in a rom-com right. template. Mm-hmm. And I've repeated myself so many times on that. But just, like, that was so nice. It, it was, was so good. And she just hugs him and she's just crying in his arms. Mm-hmm. And then it, it ends. It's over. And so... We're in Jennifer Connelly's house. Mm-hmm. She's being a sad wife mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah. And she's in the bedroom. She calls Bradley Cooper. We see that he's sitting outside Scar Joe's yoga class, mm-hmm. ignoring her call, being a sad piece of shit. And 
after her call has been ignored, Jennifer Connelly gets up and she like sees some of his clothes folded up and she like picks them up to put them away and a pack of yellow American spirits falls out of the clothes. And she just screams, you lying sack of shit. And she starts like ripping the stuff out of the closet and throwing it over the staircase. Then she grabs a mirror off the wall and shatters it on the floor, has a moment, takes a deep breath, walks out of frame, comes back with a broom and a dustbin yeah. and goes, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we just see her sweeping up and then that scene is over. And oh wow, Jen and Ben is my next note because mm. Jen Aniston is at the marina where Ben Affleck is living. She shows yes. up yes. at his house, at his boat where he's living yeah. on. And they just like they're two of the best actors in this movie. Yeah. And they have really good chemistry mm-hmm. with each other. And they're just like, you know, chatting and being sweet and she's just sits down on the boat with him and she's just like, Man, I love you and mm-hmm. I miss our life. Our life is what I want. Mm-hmm. The way that you were there for me, you are more of a husband to me than any of my fucking sister's husbands are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need marriage. I need you and I need what yeah. we had because like, that is more real yeah. than this fucking symbolic bo- Like, it mm-hmm. will be fine. Yeah. And they have this cute little, like, she's like, you know, I need two things from you. I need you to get rid of those fucking pants. Mm-hmm. This goddamn khaki yeah. fucking cargo pants yeah. that you are wearing and I need you to let me eat wheat thins in bed. Yeah. And that's that's it. Yeah. And so they they kiss, and it's so very sweet. sweet. It's really really nice, and they've mended it. And then we see ScarJo with a uh, bargain bin. Sean, Sean Austin. She shows up at his place, or he shows up at her place. One of them is at the other person's place, right? Um. Oh yeah. Oh, because right after the uh, you will never touch me again. You fucked your wife while I was trapped naked in your closet. Yeah. She goes to Sean Aston's house and she's like, you know what? Fine. Let's date Let's for real. Let's be like, in a real relationship. You want to be with me anyway and uh-huh. I'm feeling bad about myself. And so now we cut to him showing her this house and he's like, what do you think? And she's like, oh, it's really like the place I lived when I was growing up. It's really nice. And he's like, well, I'm thinking of buying it and I know the kind of life that I want and if we're together now I want to know that you don't have to move in right away but like if this was somewhere that you could move into that would be really nice right like I'm not gonna get it if you can't see yourself mm-hmm. eventually moving in yeah and and she's like I can't fucking do this it's really brutal she's really fucking brutal she's just like not a nice she's person she's a selfish person yeah and she's like I don't know like this is what every girl's wanted, which is, like, one of the, like, shitty rom-com things. wants to hear. Um, it's, but, like, this is what every girl's wanted, and I just can't. And he's, like, because I'm the wrong guy. And, like, it feels very, like, wah, wah. wah and wah. then they, like, rom-com it up where he's, like, can't we go back to just having sex? And they're, like, oh, oh you. you. And then they hug, which I think I do want to amend my resistance to the idea that she's an asshole because when I think about her character, I really do just think about her dynamic with Bradley Cooper. Sure. And I don't think about her dynamic with Sean Astin. I really only think about it. I'm like, ah. Yes, I mean, but but that's not fair. Like, I really... She sucks. She sucks. And I'm just, I'm so... When I think about her, I think about the closet scene. Like, it is... The only thing I fucking think about. And so yeah. everything leading up to that, I'm just like, oh, sweet pea. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. And I 
my brain deletes the part where she's fucking using yeah. someone also. All the time. She is yeah. being such an asshole, just, like, keeping someone on the hook to feed her ego while maintaining the fact that she doesn't owe him anything. Mm-hmm. She can do whatever the fuck she wants, and yeah. he will always, always be there. Always be there, yeah. And that sucks. So, I yeah, I fully, fully fucking take it back. Yeah. She's, she's not... Just- the devil. Bradley no. Cooper is the fucking devil yeah, but, in this movie. And but she's she an asshole. Sucks. She sucks. Um, and she's just like, I c- c- can't. And he's like, well, okay. Well, maybe we'll. And so now Bradley Cooper gets home. He walks into the house. He goes, honey. And on the stairs of this house that is like newly renovated are all of his clothes mm-hmm. neatly folded. Yeah. Like down Beautiful. to the fucking pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. And on top of the pile of sweaters is this American Spirits pack and a note that says knock yourself out and then it, it's folded you open it and it says P.S. I want a divorce which is it should just be I, I want, want a divorce. divorce P.S. is fucking weak it's weak Stop sauce it. it's fucking bad but that plot line has gone plot it, line done <laughs> plot line done um but now we have our Justin Long going after and getting the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Somewhere Only We Know is playing. Everybody, let's hold hands and go back to 2009. <laughs> Somewhere Only We Know. Um, blasting. <laughs> You're on the bus. You've listened to it eight times in a row. Um, that is playing, and he... <laughs> what? Sorry, I just, I... It's a note for later, so okay. Um, we see... Uh, Jennifer Goodwin? Nice. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> phone a friend with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> help! Um, Jennifer Goodwin saying goodnight to, um, Bill, who she finally got, went on a date with. The friend that nice. Justin Long like set her yes. up with, but then got the wrong day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has a date we with see him. see him leave, and she's like, Kate, thanks so much, and they, like, hug at the door, and he's very sweet, and she goes into her apartment and is taking her coat off and she hears a knock at the door and she opens and she's like, did you forget something? And it's Justin Long. And he is very cute and they're just kind of like monologuing at each other. He, I mean, take your fucking shot. It's what I learned in the movie. It's not quite ruining an event, but it's like, hey, I'm here because turns out you were right and I do love you. Mm-hmm. And all of this shit that I said before... I was wrong. Please be with me. And she's like, but what about what you said before? And he's like, literally, what did I just fucking say? I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but what about the other thing that you said? And he just, like, interrupts her and kisses her. And, like, I love Justin Long. I hate this fucking couple. I hate this dynamic. I hate this storyline. And I will say, the fucking score over these fucking scenes, (laughs) this specific scene... The score is working overtime. The score is breaking a world <laughs> record deadlifting the scene. Oh my god. I couldn't you give shit about these characters. Like this! You're just like holding a gun to your head being like, you care about them! You feel something! You do! Say it back! Like, ah! And so she goes, I'm the exception. And he goes, you're my, my exception. exception. Which is the worst I got you line. It oh is god. on par with... He's like... Six four and married to Mila Kunis. 
Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher's line in No Strings Attached, like, don't take one step closer, because if you do, oh, I'm never it. letting you go. Yeah, yeah, it's like on par with that. It is garbage. It's hot fucking, straight off the press is hot garbage. It's so fucking bad. But also, like, like you hate that line much more than I do, but also Ashton Kutcher delivers that line, like, with tears brimming in his eyes. Sure. And so, like, I want to give him a little a more little just as more... long as just, like, yeah. Hibbity bibbity, and then <laughs> they kiss. I have you are my exception. Death, vomit, profanity. <laughs> like it's my note so says, awful. girl, go to therapy. Oh my it, god! Really? Oh my god! And so, it's the last scene that we care about. Um, like yeah. there is the throwaway. Like Connor is sad from having been dumped by ScarJo, and Drew Barrymore is just like at a cafe, and she's like looking at a newspaper with Connor's real estate ad in it flips the newspaper down, sees that he's sitting at the cafe because she didn't know what he looked like. Or she knew what he looked like, she just never met him in person. She, she calls him up and there's like a cute little like, oh my god, it's you, and like, let's hang out. And they just like... Get a she coffee says, together. They just get a coffee and like, it's the start of something nice and like, they've both been lonely and mm-hmm. they found each other. It's very nice. And then our favorite couple is moving back in together. Ben Affleck is moving mm-hmm. back into the apartment with Jen Aniston and like, mm-hmm. she's like, unpacking his clothes with him and they're just sort of like joking around and being cute together and she's just like you did not you were not trying to get these fucking pants back in here and she like pulls the khakis out of the suitcase she's like what did i say and he goes oh my god okay well you know just you know check the pockets before you throw them out so you're not throwing away any personal belongings Uh and she you know is walking to the kitchen to throw them out she checks the pocket and there's a ring box and an engagement ring in it Mm -hmm. and she turns around and he's on his knee behind her and he says, I love you so much. I just want to make you happy. I need to make you happy for me to even have a shot at being happy. Mm-hmm. Which is such a great line. I love that. I don't like it. I fucking like it. I obviously, like, we could wax yeah. long-winded about how, like, your happiness shouldn't be tied to another yeah, yeah. person. And blah, 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 no, but, but like, I, I love that. I yeah. love that as the very natural turnaround from, like, I wasn't strong-armed into marrying you. I've just realized what's important to me. And, like, this is why I feel differently about this. Like, I feel really good about that. And I feel, like, as a way to address why it's different now as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like, marriage. Yeah. Like, it felt good to me. It does feel good. I just think the saying, it's just so wordy. It's just, like, when you say, like, I loved this about your show. It's so great that when I loved this, like, just, like, when you double up words... It doesn't sound as nice. Yeah, fair. And that's the point of it. It's like, I need, like, your happiness is tied to my happiness, right. and I need to make sure that we're the best that we can be. Yeah. Is like, I just, it was, I understand, and I'm totally with you. Sure. Um, just like, I just, the, the words way. itself, I just don't like. Oh, and fair enough. Yeah, it's all. But they get married on a boat. they get married boat, on a boat! And then it's just a voiceover by Gigi, and it's just a bunch of shots uh, of everybody being where they are now. And there's a shot of Jennifer Connelly inexplicably having moved to a new home, even though the entire movie took place in, in her, her house. Building her that own she was house. completely renovating from scratch. Yeah. Like, like No, babe, you kick him out. That is your home. Yeah, because minimum you spent eighty thousand dollars renovating your home. Minimum. Oh, I was like, no, that that house was like a two million dollar house. The renovations inside that home. Oh yeah. Oh my god. She was looking at like an emerald green 
the like fucking one tile. by one tile. I mean, it was crazy. That cost like a dollar each. I ju- I guess I only saw them working on the living room and they the They were kitchen. working on every room. Okay, in the house. fair enough. It's it's a it's, it's a multi million dollar renovation. But she just said, "People so sad. Husband cheat. New apartment. New apartment. So fucking weird." But, oh my god! And no. the monologue is just like sometimes you have to start over, and sometimes you don't learn anything, and you're an asshole. And there's, like, a shot of Bradley Cooper <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same fucking supermarket behind a different hot woman. Oh, my God. And it's just, like, I don't know. I would have loved a shot of him, like, boiling in a vat of applesauce, but, like, <laughs> I guess the, like, you're alone, you piece of shit yeah. was good enough. <laughs> Bradley Cooper, you want to know how I got these scars? Anyways, <laughs> um... But then the last shot is, like, Gigi is in Justin Long's kitchen, and she's mixing, like, dip, like she was at his party, and he just runs in the kitchen and he goes, Gigi, come on, come on, it's our turn, it's our turn, leave the dip, fuck it. And he, like, grabs her hand and, like, they run in and they're playing, like, some weird pseudo charades, like, mm-hmm. couples game. There's, like, like four different couples in this living room and everybody's just, like, laughing and talking. And mm-hmm. the last shot is just, like, of Jennifer Goodwin's face. And she's just, like, smiling and the last line is some shit about, like... Sometimes it's perfect and everything's great and you learn a lot about yourself or not. The end. And then the movie's over. Wow. Good for you. During her final monologue, I was watching the pictures on the screen and my brain was like, boop. Like, I did not hear... Oat milk, shampoo, (laughs) toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 uh, Catamala olives, but like times six and like... (laughs) 36 eggs. Let's get it. Yeah, I just, um, could not hear Who gives a, a shit? Who oh my god, well just the, like, anytime there's, like, an inspirational voiceover, here's what I learned in the movie at the end of a movie, I want to shoot myself, mm-hmm. but, Charlie. Yes. What would you rate this movie? C. Yeah. I think this is, like, it's got its lovely moments, which keeps it from dropping any lower, and, like, Jennifer Aniston and Ben keep it keep it rolling, you know, like, they they are keeping this boat afloat. Oh, my God. Um, because they just have such a nice relationship. Yeah. Um, with, like, a very real problem. Um, and I love them. I think Justin Long is so charismatic to me that I'm like, I love you. Do whatever you gotta do, whatever you do baby. Um, I find Jennifer Goodwin's character physically upsetting. Yeah. Like, I couldn't watch some of it when she, Yeah, I, Charlie had her fucking hands over her eyes. I can't do it. Um, and it was awful to watch her. Because um, also, like like I've said in other... Like, I am the frigid lady that needs to be... That's like, rom-coms are like, look, it's you! Right, like, you... you weirdo! You feel a lot more called out by... I do. ...that character. Yes. And, like... Because, I like, like from where I'm sitting, like I don't see that in you at all. Yes, but I, I also I that. don't see. I've never like seen, seen that, that and been like, oh, that's me. Like never. Well, it's just like type A ladies. Yeah, right. And which... like I'm a type A lady, so they're like, you may wanna. She's like you, and it's like, yeah, I haven't like thrown up in a guy's lap and been like, when are you gonna call me? <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, right, but. See, just because it's also boring. Yes. It's a brainworm because we saw it at the age that we saw it. And so I remember yes. all of those things. Sure. I remember, like, so, a lot of the plot lines. But, like, who cares? Who cares? How about you? What would you rate it? Well, I think it's a C with the bones of a B plus. Like, I think... Mm. And when I say bones, I don't mean the whole thing is no. really good. But I think that it... 
in the ways that normally like a C rom com is bad in kind of a all lot of, of the these same ways. ways. Right. Yeah. This movie had a lot of really strong things going for it, but that then were like down by other aspects. Yes, of the movie. it was about nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just it was like a human interest story in the pop music section. It was yeah. like, why are we why are we, doing, are we doing this? Yeah. It is it's the wrong font. It's the wrong melody. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong it's like putting parsley in the chocolate cake. Like yeah. what are what why? ah yeah. like we could have made something cool and complex mm-hmm. with way more depth and way more emotion using these same like primary colors. Yeah. And instead we just we didn't. put lipstick on a fucking pig. And yeah. like we we sold this so short of its potential and then and it's like I don't I'm not even I'm not like riding hard for it sure. by any means. Yeah. I just like watching it critically, especially like holding it up against so many other films that we've talked about, specifically from the golden age of rom coms. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was so clearly like, wow, this type of movie is hot right now. Yeah. And we have this idea. And so we're going to try to make this type of movie out of this idea. Mm-hmm. And that was a mistake. And so it's a C, but not for the same reasons that other movies in this genre are a C. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I it just wasn't that. fucking about anything. No, it was And not. it was unsatisfying because this genre is about, like, like pressing all the buttons and, like, dropping the balloons yes. and sh- giving you just the like pure fucking sugar the like what is that you know where you take the stick of candy and you dip fun it dip. in fun dip this is a fun dip genre yeah. specifically this brand of rom-com is a fun dip zone yeah and this story isn't for that right yes uh right. yeah so that's how, that's how I feel <laughs> um and also Ben Affleck, um, <laughs> been that bitch, still that bitch, will forever be, be that, that bitch. bitch. Oh my god. That's amazing. That is such a funny... God, I know. W- would do anything I, for... Yeah, I don't, so I don't wheel that one out super often, because <laughs> I know how it fucking sounds. Split me in twain. <laughs> Jesus good Christ. Good Hunting changed my fucking brain chemistry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell it's you. It's a good movie. God damn it. Um, anyways... anyways. That's the show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. The, 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 that's all. And if you want to review us on Apple Podcasts, yes. we see the stats. We know that there are more of you listening <laughs> than there are reviews of us on Apple Podcasts. We see you. So maybe and we're going to call your mom about <laughs> it. true. Yeah, we know where you live. Uh-huh. Um, like, subscribe, share it with your friends, send it to a bunch of people. We uh, still have a Patreon. We it's really do. Patreon slash Tropes and Dreams. Get over there if you have any extra dollars that you'd like to give. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And bye bye. Bye bye.